So, um, I have a follow-up from last week's advice question. Um, now, Ellie and Emily, before we start recording, you said you didn't listen to last week. How very fucking dare you come on to the not listen. But um, I'll let you know. The question from last week is, can you ever ask or tell your partner to stop being friends with someone? Um, and I put a poll up last week. So I'm raging Sinead's not on this episode because she got fucking whipped on this. I put a poll up last week. And I said, can you tell your partner not to be friends with people? Yes, no, or depends on the situation. 17% of people said yes. 83% of people said depends on the situation. 0% said no. So everyone thinks that you can or it depends on the situation. So get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> not to get wrecked. <laughs> when you're listening to the episode, Ellie and Emily, you'll see that she was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go fabulous thanks for agreeing with me everybody <laughs> how many people voted in this i want to call into question the validity of it <laughs> can you tell i don't even know i have no idea it was last week can you tell <laughs> i don't know well i'll look and share it later um Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Gin and Bear at the podcast. I'm Kevin O'Connor Jones, Double Barrel Bitch, your fabulous host. And joining me this week is returning from last week, our token straight man, Tiernan. Hello, Tiernan. Hello. Welcome back. And joining me this week are returning siblings, Ellie and Emily. Hello, girl. And because I am having a few drinks, I probably will slur and mix up your names. So, <laughs> we've already done that before the podcast. Yes, apologies. <laughs> so, how has everyone's weeks been? We'll go alphabetical. Um, yeah, my week's been all right. To be honest, I've had a short working week, which is always the nicest. Um, and then I went to Wales last weekend. That was a good little break away. Other than that, not much. Lovely. Any plans for the weekend? Um, well, it's Reese's 21st, so we're going for a meal tomorrow and then just probably going to chill for the rest of the weekend because he's doing his own thing. Fabulous. Fabulous. Um, Emily, how was your week been? Yeah. Happy weekend. Yeah, it's been good. I've literally just been working and it's been really quiet because obviously it's like, what, with them getting on to like the middle of September, everyone's skins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once two sons of four to go on the foundation. So yeah, it's been quite quiet to be fair. Um, I'm working at the weekends, but then on Sunday, I'm off on Sunday, and one of the girls I'm with, I'm going to her house, and she's going to wax my eyebrows for me and tint them and laminate them and stuff. Oh, fabulous. It's a bit like a Sunday for 25 quid. How much of a bargain is that? And for all that, that is a bargain. I mean, I don't, I've never got my eyebrows done, so I wouldn't know how much a lot costs, but it does sound like a bargain. I'd <laughs> bargain. Taylor, how's your week been? Any plans for the weekend? Yeah, it's been okay actually. Um, all we've done is work, but 
and it actually hasn't been too bad. Like we've been busy and stuff, but not to a degree of last week, so I'm a little bit in a better mood. No plans yet for the weekend, but I am potentially going to be meeting a friend on either Friday or Saturday. We haven't actually quite arranged anything yet. Fabulous. Um, okay, so my week, guys, was... <laughs> At least maybe cooking her drink. <laughs> I was going to ask you, but I was waiting for I don't worry. I'm used to know what <laughs> uh, no, my week was fine. I'm getting ready to go home to Ireland tomorrow morning on the boat. And it's just been a bit stressful to try and get like the house organized and pack and choose outfits and things go wrong. Um, of course, which we'll get into in a bit. But um, yeah, we'll get there and I'll, I'll enjoy it while I'm there. But it's just preparation. Can't stand it. Uh, fabulous. So, I will, because we're doing weekly theme this week of conspiracy theories, I want to keep the news kind of short and concise. And I've only got like two big stories that I want to talk about. Um, so, the first thing I want to talk about is Russell Brand because it's everywhere. And it's every time you go on social media or you turn on the TV, he has space pops up. So, he, he's facing accusations of rape, sexual assaults, and emotional abuse over a seven year period. So, four women are alleging sexual assault between 2006 and 2013. Um, there's an article I read on BBC News and it goes into detail about what he's done to these women. I'm not going to go into it because it's just terrible. But he's flat out denied the allegations and he says that his relationships were always consensual and he believes he is the subject of a coordinated attack and was going. And he's going to look into the matter. Um, there was also a documentary on Channel 4 on Saturday. Is it Dispatches? Has anyone seen it? Yeah, I watched it. I, I haven't seen it. So does this it, does it go into a lot more detail? or? Um, well, I've read the article as well. That came out and the article has much more detail than the documentary. But it's still just as harrowing. It's, if anything, it made me more upset and uncomfortable when I was watching it because although obviously it's like actors playing the women and all the completely blanked out what they were saying like especially the 16 year old girl is just horrendous like one of the things she says I actually gagged at what he did to her it was horrible so yeah but I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not surprised. I am surprised, but I'm not surprised because of the way he was and that. But it's just it's horrendous. But I seen an article today that the police are getting involved, aren't they? Well, you'd like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> like when I think back, I haven't. I don't follow his career. I never really liked him, to be honest. I mean, I you know. I, I, it was like I, you know, he was very promiscuous, and he admits to that and all that there. But there's a there's a difference in promiscuity and then assaulting someone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he keeps he, relying on that crutch from like stuff I've seen of him this week. But um, I know what we talked about Lizzo. She had allegations about her a few weeks ago, or maybe a few months ago at this point. Um, and we were saying on the podcast, well, we kind of believed Lizzo. Because we just couldn't picture that. Maybe, maybe we're wrong to say that, but that's that's kind of what we came to the conclusion of. But flat out, I completely uh, like believe the people who have brought the allegations forward against him because he just seems like that type of 
person. Like, a, as much as that sounds horrible to say, he just does seem like a fucking creep. Yeah. I do you even remember how he first got famous? Was that radio thing he did with him and the co-host, like, buying that woman and just, like, I can't remember what they said, but just, like, so sexually explicit to her. And that was essentially what made him famous because this was supposed to be funny. I've, I've never liked him because I was thinking he, he was never funny. He was just yeah. a dick in my book. He just wasn't funny. But the best like, tech I've seen on it is it's from like a few years ago. It's always on eight out of ten cats. I can't remember what's the, the, the comedian that was on that that, that died recently. Sean Locke. Sean Locke. Sean Locke goes on a rant about him. And it was like the most real thing you've ever heard when people, someone just talking about it felt so bad. It was the funniest thing ever because it was so true. It just had him down to like a T, his whole personality, everything he does. And I was like, yeah, he just sounds bad. He does seem the type of that kind of arrogant, thinks he'll get away with it. Yeah. Well, there was, um, sorry, just on the on the documentary, I'm not going to tell you too much what happens, but on the documentary, there's a male comedian called Daniel Sloss, I think his name is, who... They approached so many comedians to come to this dispatches, mm-hmm. especially male comedians. He was the only one that agreed to go on camera and speak out against them because he said, like, he's just the right cunt. Sorry for the language, but he's, he's, and everyone in the industry was terrified of him. Yeah. Because of, he was lawyered up and they just didn't want to lose the career. And he was just like, listen, I'm speaking out, I don't give a fuck. And he said, even, women comedians has whatsapp groups warning each other about him like don't be alone with him you don't like don't um go into his dressing room if he invites you don't do this don't do that like there was and but it's just horrendous the way no other male comedians will come on because they're scared of losing their career and i like i fight i applauded that um that's annual slap 100 percent. because he he spoke out and he didn't care but was like good on him because it, it it's if no one speaks out against it, it will continuously happen. Yeah, and it's it's good that people are speaking out now about it. But it's you know that it's the whole like thing you know like the Me Too movement that happened a few years ago. It's who was the woman that didn't speak up against Harvey Weinstein? I can't Maxwell answer. girl, just I can't say her name. <laughs> oh, I can't. I don't even. Just say, just whatever. Giselle or something, isn't it? Yeah, Bill Maxwell or something, is it not? But there was an actress, remember Harvey Weinstein? Who was that? Rose McGowan. She was in charge or whatever. So she didn't speak up at the time, and you know, obviously, she was through a lot of trauma. And then he continued to do that. So it's and now she's speaking up. He's in jail. Happy fucking days. Now I think people are speaking up about Russell Brand. It's fucking good to see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm going on a tangent. I'm not really making connection and dots, whatever. But, <laughs> but it's it's good to see people. And I, it's a very difficult thing because you'd like to say people should speak up. But then unless you've gone through that yourself, you don't understand that. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's easy for us to sit here and say, oh, they should speak up at the time. And then it would have stopped other people going through it. But you, you can't you can't say that. Do you know what I mean? Um. But it's, some of them tried to as well like that's a yeah. old girl she years later when she got into the tv industry because she's in the tv industry herself she tried to approach russell and said like what you did to me when i was 16 was not like acceptable yeah. i'm older now i understand that what you did was grooming me and he got his lawyer involved and his lawyer basically emailed her saying 
do you want money or something? Why why are you coming for for him? Like mm. that's the only thing you must want. And she was like, No, I want it to be made a, I want him to be accountable for his actions. And he was like, the lawyer was like, How much money do you want? You just want money. Yeah, like it's not even about money. Like it's mm. it's what Tiernan said, or maybe it was you I can't remember who said it, sorry, but it's he had the impression that he's untouchable and he can just like do what he wants and there's no repercussions so it's nice to see people like that getting repercussions yeah 100% I'm not one bit surprised like, and a horrible as that is to say I'm not one bit surprised when it all came out I think it was absolute have and before the documentary came out like I've seen all over Twitter like Friday or Saturday during the day it was like um dispatches but people were making memes and jokes out of because they didn't tell anybody what the dispatches program was about and then people were trying to guess what it was and there was the, I don't know if Catherine Ryan ever was with Russell Brand or whatever, but she, there, there was speculation that she, there was an interview she did about a predator in the celebrity kind of comedian world. And people were saying that it was him she was talking about, but she can't flat out say it. Oh, yeah, she works with him on a TV show. Yeah. Um, and then I randomly remembered this on a scene on like Twitter. Katy Perry was married to Russell Brand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he broke up with her whenever she was about to go on stage. I was like, what? Have you not seen the videos of her in a dressing room? Like, sobbing. So when, like, I just, I read it and then I looked at the video and I was like, oh my God. Like, fucking hell. So she must be getting a lot of questions. and Yeah, she will be. About stuff. But anyway, fuck him. Um, it's weird how you can look at someone like, I don't like you, something about you. And then stuff comes out so yeah. do you know what though back in the day i'll be honest back in the day i loved all this comedy i used to watch my big fat quiz of the year and used to him and old bills and used to think they were hilarious and i read both of his books because he's got like two biographies hasn't he and i read both of them i didn't love him as in like oh my god like he's my favorite comedian but i thought yeah. he was quite funny but then on the documentary they play some clips of his um his stands up and i was like oh my god how does i have a fan that funny but you're younger and you're more like impressionable and yeah i was about 15 16 yeah like you're, you're more immature back then like you, you grew up and you're like that wasn't funny that was just me having a like immature sense of mind um and the last thing that we'll talk about is with him the he was doing a comedy tour i think in the uk and he was in london i think on saturday when this broke and he addressed it during his comedy gig but he said he couldn't talk about it and then the rest of his comedy gig after it was cancelled or postponed so yeah shame on you for going <laughs> um but yeah we'll, we'll move on but yeah fuck him i hope he gets everything he's coming to him yeah. um okay so the next kind of big news story i have is have you seen that uh american excel bully attack video that happened in birmingham last week um an 11 year old girl was attacked on birmingham in birmingham on saturday in a video that has gone viral on tiktok on social media and similar i said this i can't say that word similarly 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 <laughs> i did this last week if ellie and emily would listen uh, a 60-year-old <laughs> man was arrested and has since been released from prison. He has said his dog is like a son to him 
and she had to be put down. Um, and also earlier this week, a man was mauled to death by two XL bullies. Um, separate attacks, separate cases. And it's the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak. I can't keep up. Yeah. Yeah. Change that. Yeah. So Rishi Sunak has vowed to ban the breed in the UK. And it begs the question, are certain breeds of dogs dangerous? Or are the owners to blame for the dangerous dogs? I think it's such a stupid... I think it's so stupid what he's doing. Like, it, it's just him wanting to not address the situation and sweep it under the carpet. And he's like, the one the one way we can get rid of this is let's just ban the breed completely. Mm. No, it's not fair. It's not fair. Not all, not all dogs are going to be like that. Like, you don't know what that dog has been through in its life for it to be like that. Yes, some, on rare occasions, some dogs do just snap and it's really scary and obviously it's really sad. But there's so many of those, like, XL bunny dogs that get raised by really good owners from really good homes and are really, like, gorgeous and friendly dogs. Yeah. I just don't think it's fair to ban a whole breed just because he can't be arsed figuring out, like, a solution or, like, addressing what's happened. Yeah. It's like, let's just ban them all. Like, I'm not a, an animal lover whatsoever. I don't really like animals and cats and dogs. I think they belong outside because they shit over your stuff. But it, it, <laughs> it's like, I know dog owners and I know really good dog owners and I know really bad dog, dog owners. And I can see a difference in their dogs. And I <laughs> see... I would tend to agree more with the side that the owner is to blame than the actual dog because I think all dogs can be dangerous. They're they're not. I will add, correct me if I'm wrong. Dogs weren't originally meant to be domesticated. They're wild animals, essentially. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but but there is a difference in say a Chihuahua attacking you compared to an Alsatian. The, yeah. the level of attack is completely different, so I can maybe I can maybe understand Rishi's point, like I fucking know him, Rishi's point of banning the breed because there seems to be a theme of this dog attacking people. So I think that's his his way of thinking. Instead of dealing with the, the issue of, I say this about adults breeding children, scum breeding scum, <laughs> scum breeds scum children, scum breeds scum dogs, scum breeds scum cats scum breeds scum cows like it's the same difference do you know what i mean so i think there's a wider problem that the government need to to face in terms of like dog legislation and not raising them to be fighting dogs and all that there stuff yeah like i think it's a lot to do with some dogs maybe are slightly more prone to like aggression or maybe more dangerous like you say like a bigger dog it's obviously going to be more dangerous but i think it's ultimately down to the owner, yeah, like to train them. Like if you train a dog where it is going to behave, yes, there's the opportunity that some might snap and something might happen. And those are, you know, incidents don't happen very rarely. You can't really account for. Usually, something will have happened. The dog that will have triggered that, and it's maybe yes, it's a sad case should happen. But I don't think then you should ban the entire breed because of it. It's more just to do with maybe awareness of how to train dogs, who's allowed to have. Obviously, it don't be like oh, only certain people can have certain types of dogs, but some obviously are more prone to aggression and violence. Because, like you say, dogs are wild animals. They're that's what they are. Like they come from wolves. They're here to eat meat. They're not here to be a chihuahua. That's what we bred them to be. Like in a particular way for a particular reason. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think as well, like, with dogs that are maybe, like, classed as more dangerous breeds, there should be more checks to, like, on people that you're going to give them to. Like, these days you can buy a dog on fucking Gumtree. Like, if you're going to sell a really dangerous breed of dogs or someone, I think you should there should be checks done on those people to see what type of home they're going to, what type of people they are, like, see if they've had any, like, criminal convictions or whatever, so you know it's going to a loving home. Because if you just sell a really dangerous dog, scumbag, then obviously the dog's going to grow up and be violent because that's all it's going to know. Yeah, I agree. And there should be more checks on things like illegal breeding because a lot of people breed two different put two different breeds of dogs together to obviously mate and then it produces like illegal breedings and that can that's quite cruel to dogs as well because some dogs can be like you know born blind or have issues because they're not meant to they're not a breed that are are meant to like be made be created basically so there should be more checks with that because people are doing that and then like you said Emily said they're just selling them or they're just like giving them away but it definitely is. It's down to the environment and the owner. It's it's pretty much like bringing up a child in the world. The child will act mm. in based on the environment that they're in or who they're around. Mm. So it is, and it's and a lot of these idiots will completely anger the dog so that they can like they can go do dog fighting, which is cruel as well. Yeah, yeah. I think predominantly that's what that breed is. We should do as well, so there is like issues behind it, but yeah. Um, no last night, is it? <laughs> it's no really a mini. Just stick to cats, they're better anyway. Oh, I know, I hate cats. And I, I, I like Sandra, she has a cat, Mitzvah, and I know you girls cats as well. I fucking hate cats, like. I would rather have a dog than a cat, I really would, but cats are just evil and vicious. <laughs> yeah, cats can be just as vicious as dogs, I need cats. Well, no, like, yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, but if you like, you know, like, if people, like, the owner dies, those cats got no food. <laughs> they just eat the owner. And you think the dog wouldn't as well? Yeah, true. Cats can, they can, like, claw. I've, I've had really vicious claws. Like, my mum's cat. Can I? All animals. Um, right, I've got two quick little stories based on memes. Um, have you seen the lasagna prank? No. No. So, a guy went on a holiday and he was texting his girlfriend. Um, so I'll read out the messages. So I met someone called Liz Anya. So it's L I Z A N Y A. So two names in Spain, and I've not been able to get out of my head since. Nothing really happened. But it probably would have would have if I'd stuck around for longer. So the girlfriend replies, Oh my god, okay. Why would you do this to me? Please ever speak to me again. And then he sends her a picture of lasagna. Like the food. So he goes, She's so hot though. The steam coming out of the lasagna. He's like, please talk off, Jamie. I'm actually not amused. I don't think you knew how you just made me feel. He's like, oh, come on, lasagna's a joke. She goes, no, I don't want to talk to you. And she goes, I fucking locked her up on Instagram. You're a prick. (laughs) 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 Oh, I thought that was like a funny little giggle. Um, And the last thing I have is, have you seen that two men or a group of lads 
dug a massive hole in a beach in North Dublin. (laughs) (laughs) And then it was on the news in Ireland and all these people, scientists, believed it to be a cosmic event. Um, and they took a little stone from inside and goes, yeah, this came from space. It's like a meteorite. <laughs> so these two guys dug a massive hole in a beach in Dublin somewhere. And then it was reported a few days later on the news that this had been like some cosmic event where like this meteorite had landed on the beach. And he took like a, a stone from what was in the hole and this like... <laughs> person who was interested in the subject or a scientist or whoever he was was talking about yeah this is an amazing event that's happened in Ireland like it's, it's, it's stunning like it's fabulous like we need to we need to study this and then they cuts to them just digging the fucking big hole <laughs> it was the interview with a guy at the start who was all like I was just out in my morning walk and I seen this and goes that looks unusual and he started telling how everyone how he's like an expert in like space and cosmology and he's like and this looks definitely like a space rock and it's just like listen I'm sure people just like crowd around him explaining to them all how it happened and just cropped each other and dick in a hole and it's just like yep that, that's not right this guy knows nothing his entire life work wasted I feel like such a tear wouldn't you you would you really would because obviously you're just showing that you don't know fuck all <laughs> <laughs> right um, we'll move on to the next section then and it's what's ragging the apps that shit out of us this week. So I will start, and I don't have that. I didn't have that much before before this evening, to be honest. So I will just talk about: Have you been getting Instagram broadcasting channel invitations? Yes. Every fucking bastard and person you follow or has a bit of fame behind them is sending you these invitations. Now I didn't know how to turn them off until last night because someone had it on their story so i think everyone's been having this issue thankfully i've turned it off living a peaceful quiet life now but it was fucking irritating because i think the battery went quicker because i was constantly getting notifications um so yeah fucking irritating my shite um next one is if you have a man you've ever lived with before like if you ever lived with a man before or if you've you're the man yourself or you are out in public and use the men's bathroom men just piss everywhere other than the toilet or the urinal and it pisses me off the amount of shoes i've had to throw out because i can't clean them properly with the piss or you're at home in your own toilet and they just piss fucking everywhere on the floor or it's all over the bowl the toilet seat and they don't clean it up i'm just like i'm a man I don't do that. Have a bit more respect. Yeah, that's gross. Honestly. I like to think, yeah, I I, I don't do it. Like, it, to me, that's just so bad. But I do see what you mean. Any public toilet, like, it's always just covered in piss. It's just like a river of piss. And you yeah. can't compete with each other at the urinals going, oh, I can fucking piss better than you can. I'm just like... And if you can't, I know when you're drunk, you know, your aim might be a little bit off. So I feel sorry for the women they go home with. But if I piss in the urinal, or if you can't reach the urinal, sit on the down fucking toilet. <laughs> like, it'll be okay if it was just a wee bit, like maybe a splash or two, you might not notice. But always when it's like clearly obvious that they've uh-huh. just, just gone at it and been like, yep, that'll just do it. Like a puddle on the floor. It's like, yep. 
I mean, Ellie, you live with three men. God love you, babe. <laughs> Thankfully, they're not that bad. <laughs> that was good. And if they were, I'd be telling them to go back in that toilet and clean it up. And the last one I have... Sorry. And the last one I have is... I'm going away to Ireland tomorrow for me and Nick's first year wedding anniversary um, to where we got married and Sinead and her fella Shane coming with us for one of the nights. Gagging in, I know, like. <laughs> um, but that's not my annoyance. My annoyance. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get organised all day and like clean the house and do a bit of washing and pack and like half an hour before this podcast, everything was going wrong. Like my clothes horse broke with all my clean clothes on it. Like we're giant. I needed like a box and the box is dirty. So I have to clean it. I tripped over the fucking box. Um, I'm in that stage of half of my clothes are drying. So I can't pack them. So my head's all fucking muddled. Um, I'm in the stage where I need some of my toiletries in the morning. So I can't pack everything. So you're just like, am I going to forget something? And I have to soak in the bathroom after this because no one's going to help me do it. Hint, hint, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just everything. I see it. I get so stressed out now when everything happens at once. And it's first word pubs, I know, because I'm going to have a nice, luxurious weekend in a spa. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, and outfits, don't get me started in outfits. I hate when you're away somewhere and you have to pre-plan what you're wearing because you need to make sure, I'm a stickler for this, you have to make sure your shoes match, your trousers, your shirt, blah, 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 blah. And you have to take a lot of shit with you that you probably won't even end up wearing because you need backup options in case you're a bit bloated that day or you've had a, had a bit too much the night before so your shirt now doesn't fit and you need a bit more loose space. Yeah, I hate it. But love it when I'm there. Hate it. When you're going. So that's annoying me. Alphabetically, Ellie, what's annoying you this week? Don't give me this shit where you have nothing again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. She did. I was thinking about it in the shop. That really annoys me. <laughs> I'm such a negative Nancy that I have like multiple needs. Okay, fucking week. <laughs> I um, I'm probably gonna say not having time in the day. That is an annoyance. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier on. That wasn't what I was thinking. I can't remember what it was. The one I was we'll thinking about not having enough time in the day. Like you were saying, like when you've got stuff to do, and then if you're working during the day, you think, "Oh, I'll just do it when I finish work." But by the time you finish work, you're shattered. You so just couldn't do the work. Yeah. And then you go, I'll get up in the morning and do it. No chance. Not <laughs> me. Nighttime me and morning me are two different, completely <laughs> different people. We are not the same person. And i 30 years old and I still haven't got that in my brain that, that we are not the same person. So, yeah, not having a tough time in the day or enough time in the week. Yeah. That's nice. It is. It really fucking is. And you, the days are just getting faster and we're in, like, we're basically at the end of September now. It's going to be Halloween before you know it. I, this time, two years ago, because we have Halloween parties, like, every two years for some reason, I had my costume fucking in September at the start. I haven't even fucking ordered it, looked at it, whatever. I am, I, and the funny fucking thing is, I'm not working on the minute, so I do not know how I am this stressed. I, 
and I like do a lot of stuff during the day. I'm not just sitting in bed scratching me arse and me balls. I am like up and I am doing a lot of stuff. And I don't understand where my time is going because I'm not doing crappy stuff. I'm actually bettering my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, so it is. Like, I'm just like, where am I going? Like, where is the time going? And next week, the end of September, we are going to be into October, and then it's basically Christmas, and then we're nearly we're next summer already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not, it's just as bad that it is starting to get darker quicker now. And like, I'm as soon as it gets dark now, I'm ready for bed. And I have to keep telling myself, no, it's only seven o'clock, or no, it's eight o'clock. Fucking horrible. Oh, right, Emily. <laughs> What's annoying you this week, love? So I felt like I had quite a lot, but I also, some of it's about work, so I'm not gonna. Just in case, because I am still very new. Not to anyone who works there, just about how some things have, mm. like, mm. restart and stuff's been annoying. But I've got a big one from today. Oh, my God. Um, where I work is, like, 10 minutes of the car from ours. But obviously, I didn't fucking drive. So it's, like, half an hour on the bus. So I, got, I was in today at half 11. As, like, most days, got the bus. Bus was going really slow. was stuck in traffic, whatever. This man got on, and there was so many free seats, so many seats next to seats. He even got on the bus, and there was a guy he knew with the seat next to him. He comes and sits so close to me that he was like sat on my thigh at first. So I was like pressed up against the window because I was so uncomfortable. I've, I've never, when I tell you, I've never smelled a smell like that man in my life yeah. that had got to work and could taste it. <laughs> I was in work and I was gagging, like the whole way to work, I was gagging because I was like, this is like, I can't do this. And I was sat on the side closest to the window so I couldn't get out. <laughs> he was drinking a bottle of vodka straight, just in a plastic bag. Like the longest nails. Oh my God, I want to, I want to die. And it was only just basically got on the bus. So he sat next to me near enough the whole time I was on the bus. And 10 minutes before I got to work, he got up and moved to the back of the bus. The and I was so angry. Like, and as well. Because he, he was sat so close to me. So like I was here and he was here. He kept reaching into his side pocket, <laughs> which was like touching my bum. He kept reaching into his side pocket and touching my ass, and then pulling it out with pulling nothing else's pocket. Not to call him a predator, but I honestly think the only reason why he sat beside you is because you're a young, attractive female. Yeah, but he's so, oh my god, this man! I've never looked at a shower, never. I can't just describe the smell. It was like <laughs> weed mixed with day old ciggies, mixed with alcohol, mixed with sweat. Oh my god. Is it on your clothes? Did you smell it on your clothes? I, I got to work and was like, I've had to put my stuff in the wash because I got to work and was like, I can still smell it. So, that bag the shit. That's the worst thing, man. Fuck you. People are going to be looking at me going, oh, she doesn't wash. What are you going to do? I just sat next to someone who stinks. But I was listening. I put my music up so high because I was like, if I bombard one of my senses, I won't be able to smell it. Because I was literally next to him going, 
I was like smell jacket because I was like, I need to just shock myself because I'm gonna be sick. It's definitely wild. See, people on public transport, Shastra, friends of the pod, always talks about people on the bus, like, <laughs> and their fucking stories, and it cracks me up every fucking time she posts just something or says spray something some about like, it. Spray some like, but it, like it's for true people on public transport. Like it's just like. Uh, it's disgusting. Like it's ugh, man. Different rules, isn't it? Uh, 100%. Yeah, no, it's not um, hard. Just in general. I know. I know. Um, students coming back to, <laughs> to Belfast for Freshers' Week. Even so. Well, people everywhere. Jim's uh, packed again. I hate that. I hate waiting for things. <laughs> Police were everywhere. Uh, right, Virgin Media are enforced for getting to sign up the other day. Like, do you have internet? Yeah, I've had internet for four years. Just leave me alone. Just. Yeah, how about you make some decent internet and I'll, you know, then I'll sign up. Uh, but oh, it's just been a bit chaotic. And it's not even fresh this week to next week, I think. So it's only going to get worse. How about you fix what I have already? <laughs> Oh my god. You know, your time hop apps and stuff came up for me, and this is fucking disgusting. This week, today, week, well, like, was, well, back 10 years, or sorry, it was 11 years ago, was my Freshers' Week. My first Freshers' Week was today, 11 years ago. And (laughs) that was a and that was my first freshers night in oh, Belfast so and I like, was looking at it and I was like that's fucking that doesn't well. mean that long ago I still remember them. that night well from yeah. before we, we, we went out like after we remember but like that's fucking minging <laughs> just like so anyone in these days all the students are back coming back now and it's like oh Yeah, yeah, and I think they closed the Corby and Campus as well, so it's all moving from just there in Belfast, pretty much. So, yeah, you got we'll into university? more there as well, basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably. I suppose, actually, Belfast probably is busier because Jordanstown moved into Belfast as well, so there's more people, isn't there? Oh, is it? Jesus. Uh, well, Korean did some hospitality courses or hotel courses and then Belfast was the main hub. But Korean <laughs> also did some because we went there for a final year formal for some fucking reason. But um, yeah, so it'll be fucking mental now, Belfast. I'd love to be a student again though, that lifestyle. Oh, I mean, just going on, you're not thinking, you're getting your little Tesco meals. When back in my day, Tesco meals were cheaper than what they fucking are now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were. <laughs> oh, it's fucking mental. Uh, right, I put out a question box for people yeah. what was dragging the shit out of them. And let's just get it off. <laughs> uh, right, so first one is people judging how you spend your money. Bitch, it's my money and I'll spend it how I like. Very true. You should, Jim. Yeah. 
I'll fuck my money how I send my money. Not not my fault I've got more money than you. Yeah. That's what I would yeah. say. <laughs> People who judge are just jealous, in my opinion, of what you spend your money on. That's that's my opinion. Um Okay, next one. Cleaning the house. Where is all the dirt fuck coming from? It's never yeah. ending. That's so true. So so that is so true. Oh, no. so true. You'll clean the next day, fucking dirty again. Where's the coming from? Where's the fucking coming from? Next one. The black, sorry, the bipolar ass fucking weather. Sunshine, rain. Sunshine, rain. <laughs> yeah. Every week, there's always someone complaining about the weather. <laughs> uh, and the next one is how fast time is going. Yeah, honestly, we were saying that. Yeah, I I agree. Okay, let's take a little break before we move on to conspiracy theories, which is going to be a long topic. I didn't intend this segment to be as long as it was. <laughs> we're like forty minutes already, but we love to talk. So yeah, uh, we'll be back after the break with our conspiracy theories. And we're back with conspiracy theories as our weekly topic this week. Um, so each of us are going to do about two topics each. Um, and we'll go through this as we deem fit. And if you don't want to listen, bye-bye. So the I'm gonna start because I want I'm I'm drinking and I want to get this up and almost like and enjoy yours. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start off. With one that's very kind of comical. And then I'm going to get to my passionate one. Because I have more to say about that. So my first conspiracy theory. Is have you ever heard. Of the conspiracy theory. That birds aren't real. Yeah I love it. Okay so. I hate birds. Really do. And I've always been walking down. The streets of the Rapolo Belfast. Or whatever city I'm in. And especially pigeons, they're very dumb. And they'll just fly into you, which makes me kind of believe this conspiracy theory. Because if they're that dumb, then I do believe they are machines or cameras. So this conspiracy theory is that um, the birds are actually drones operated by countries' governments to spy on citizens. Predominantly... It's based in the US. Um, and journalist Rachel Roberts described birds aren't real as a joke that thousands of people are in on. Now, background, there actually is a movement about this in America. So there is a young guy called Peter McIndoe and he created the conspiracy theory on a whim apparently in January 2017. And he wrote that he wrote Birds Aren't Real on a poster and put up like a spontaneous video on social media and it went fucking viral and people are believing this left, right and centre. Um, okay, so he says that the all birds were exterminated by the government in America between 1959 and 1971 and replaced by lookalike drones used by to spy on the settlement. The specifics of this um, are not always consistent, but he has said that they sit on power lines to recharge themselves. 
drug birds shit on cars as a tracking method. <laughs> Jeez, my car must be being tracked a lot then. Oh my god, go watch yourself. <laughs> and the funniest one for me is that US President John F. Kennedy was assassinated by the government due to his reluctance to kill all the birds. <laughs> <laughs> about the next point of story um so yeah um there's been loads of there's been there's been loads of theories about this as mentioned and there's been loads of media appearances so he's been all over the world with this theory and it's cottoned on to other countries also believe in this especially the uk and australia um what do you guys think definitely real 100 (laughs) percent refuse to refuse to accept otherwise I mean, I think it's so funny. So funny. But then when he says about the way they sit on the lines and choke yeah. themselves, that is hilarious because they actually yeah. sit on the power lines. Yeah, but it does make sense in a way, doesn't it? I mean, how can they sit on the power lines if they get electrocuted? Because there is electrical current going through them. Honestly, that's the bad. That's what's charging them. But it's because there's yeah. no, like, ground contact. So, like, you could hold it through. Why can you not? But you can't then touch the ground. Is that not how it works? I don't know. But then is it not about like you know electric fences to keep cattle and animals? And if you touch that, you get electrocuted. Yeah. So mm, I am starting to think. Mm, I was a bit like less a bit rare, but then I do. I do, there's birds everywhere. There's birds. I'm just kind of concerned. On kind of concerned though, because I spend a lot of money feeding the birds in my balcony. Um, <laughs> mostly just yellow sticker items I buy from Sainsbury's to feed the birds. But it's funny. Um. But I don't want to be wasting my money if they're just robots. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say, um, as I said previously, birds have flown to me before, so it makes me think they're just being controlled. I think that's shocking. Be... Enough. Birds are really good at avoiding people. Like, what are you doing that you're getting hit? Birds? No. Pigeons, in my opinion, are city birds, aren't they? So they're really dumb. So I do think pigeons are government. See, triangle, you don't hear from me ever again I'm be- I've been murdered but I do believe that see pigeons are my favourite bird because I feel bad for them because the reason pigeons are in cities is because we train them as like messengers and to like to do stuff for us and then once we invented like phones we just yeah. uh, we don't anymore and just dunked them in the streets <laughs> and now they're all just living in the street and I think it's its own fault <laughs> yeah, the reason why they are messenger birds is they're called they're fucking spies and that, that makes sense the government chose them as the prime yeah bird for camera surveillance <laughs> yeah i mean i have seen a bird get squashed by a bus tire before oh my god yeah, oh james street years ago waiting for a bus to go home and there was this pigeon you know they just like cuckoo, cuckoo. really cuckoo means i'm watching you i'm watching you <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the bird was just like on the fucking kind of road you know the bus stop where they pull in blah 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 um and the bus I, uh, he lined it up perfectly I think he did it on purpose because he probably believed it was the camera too because I'm going to fucking squash this cunt and the bus tire just drove over the bird but this woman was like no stop and she tried to save the pigeon and then the, like it was crushed to bits like he could have made broth out of it but <laughs> and... The woman was like, she got on the bus because you've killed that fucking pigeon. 
Oh my oh, god! I do believe it in one sense, but then I have seen with my eyes that it was just bones and blood. How did Sally one notice to trick you? Yeah, because <laughs> it seems to have did it on purpose. Because I mean, who says who sees that in an everyday occurrence about pigeons getting squashed by a bus tire? So, um, can I say one more thing before we go? I just like the idea that there's some like government spy agencies out there where someone's working on controlling birds and just choosing to fly them into you just for the hell of it. They're just like, I oh, like there's Kevin again, bash, there's Kevin again, bash, just because it's funny. Because I'm on. Trying to fucking knock me out. <laughs> um, so we'll say if you're out there and you notice that you've got like this one bird that won't fuck off around your house, and this is the thing, it's specific fucking birds coming back to the area that you're in all the time. And it's like mm -hmm. I know birds might come back to places they're familiar with, but you're a tiny bird. The world is huge compared to how you're finding your way back. You've got a tracking fucking device, that's how. <laughs> Birds fucking migrating over across the Atlantic Ocean, I think. Fuck no. We're going to have to make tin hats by the end of this podcast. Literally. I've just thought of this, actually. You know the way say bird migrate from countries? No, they don't. They go back to government base and then they fucking come back out when they need it again. That's some downloading all the words. <laughs> <laughs> right um that was a funny little one but i think it's true um my next big one is all about covid 19 what real fuck you want to call it um i have a lot of opinions on this as you all know i did when covid first came out um as the newest member of the sugar beets um i <laughs> I don't really know where to start with this. So COVID-19 was first kind of discovered in Wuhan in China in around the later months of 2019. And then it came to the Western world, predominantly Italy, um, in the early months of 2020. And then to the rest of us in about March, February, March time. And it became a whole fucking pandemic, or as I call it, plandemic or scandemic or whatever you want to call it. I believe COVID is, the, I actually believe that the, the disease COVID is real, the virus or whatever the, whatever it is. I believe COVID is real. But I don't believe it's as deadly as it was made out to be. Um, I'm just going to go three minutes here. Um, there's loads of things to make me, make me think this. I am a very negative person in a way, but I, I like to think I can see through the bullshit where other, other sheep don't. Um, so I'm just going to talk about a few things that happened during COVID and we can kind of see how we feel about them. So there were loads of origin stories of COVID that it came from a bat in China. It came from a monkey in China. It came from a lab in China. It was released on purpose. Who the fuck knows? But the key denominator is China. Or as Donald Trump says, China. So... I don't want to say it came from China, but all loads read all roads to lead to China. But I do believe my opinion, and there's a whole COVID conspiracy theory about 5G, but I don't believe that. But I'm just going to give you my conspiracy theory. I think COVID was 
discovered as a virus or whatever it is, sickness, disease, whatever. And I believe it was manufactured and then subsequently released to the world as a scaremongering tactic to see how far they could push the world into doing what they do. I also think it's a general reset of the world um, for the economy um, because the economy has never been the same since COVID happened. Um, every country is fucking in debt with the amount of benefits and furlough that had to be paid out and supporting businesses, etc., etc. Loads of theories about it. But I listened to a podcast. Have you heard of Dr. Anne McCluskey? She's from Daring. Heard of her. You gonna say something? <laughs> Said I've heard of her, but never actually properly listened to her. Like talk. Do I know of her? But so I listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I've heard of her over the pandemic, um, and she's she was a do- she's a medically trained doctor, and she spoke out about like vaccines. They're not real. They're doing more harm than good. Um, the pandemic was planned. She she gives all these opinions that basically I thought. And she's medically trained, so it has to be coming from somewhere. Um, just a few examples, though, of things. And this might all link up because my mind's all mush, but it might all, like, work in the end of what I'm saying. So if you think back to some examples, so COVID tests. So why was a COVID test acceptable and a free one acceptable at home? But if you wanted to travel, you have to pay money for a better test. Don't they both tell you that you have COVID? It's a way of crawling back money. It's like EasyJet now charging for a carry-on suitcase. They had to close down their flights. So now they're trying to crawl back all their money. Just as they were trying to do as well. The health service. Because many people weren't getting the same healthcare that they were. So they didn't need to use as many drugs. So they weren't getting sales from the pharmaceutical company. So they had to get vaccines and tests. In my opinion. Um, you needed a vaccine to travel. Therefore, that's how the pharmaceutical companies were boosting their sales. You, I have the vaccine. She couldn't go anywhere without a vaccine. That's the reason why I got them. I wanted to go on holiday. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got one, to be perfectly honest. If you think back to early pandemic, masks weren't even a thing in the beginning. They were more about gloves. So it was more like wear gloves. It's a, it's a more touch basis um contagion it's not airborne it's touch so a lot of the things contradictory um do you remember all the tiers tier one tier two tier three tier four mm-hmm. i don't really fucking bullshit uh the covid rules of six you're only allowed six people in your house does it matter how many people's around you because let me tell you for nothing we had numerous people in different parties in our houses. I've never had COVID. I don't know if any of you have ever had COVID. I don't really have the discussion about this. Um, Yeah, it's all the rules and the guidelines. Load of fucking shit. Um, I didn't go home for nine months. Between the months of March 2020 and December 2020, I did not go home until that Christmas. And I was lucky I got home that Christmas because the Northern Ireland politicians were talking about closing the border. 
on the 21st or the 22nd of December and I was lucky I got home and I will never be thankful in my life for Arlene Foster. <laughs> she kept open. She kept open the union. <laughs> um, where I used to work, um, I worked as an office manager and I first caught sight of COVID um, in the workplace at middle of January 2020 and it became like a, a early discussion Monday to Friday nationwide calls that broke me mentally I don't know why I'm this hasn't got anything to do with a conspiracy I'm just talking about my experience and it will lead into my thoughts on a conspiracy uh it broke me uh Boris Johnson nearly died of COVID apparently and I, I honestly think that's a conspiracy theory to make us feel like, Jesus, we better fear it. If it can touch the Prime Minister, it can touch us. Because the Prime Minister is like God, isn't he? So we can get COVID and we can always die as well, can't we? Um, do you remember the daily briefings on Scaremongering? Every like night or every week, there was like a new update. There was this that we had to do. There was this that we had to do. Full of shit. Um, fake death figures. Okay, so this is the biggest one for me. Apparently in the UK, over the course of COVID, 128 to 150,000 people died of COVID. Okay? And even that figure is corrupt because if you had COVID in a 28-day a period tested positive for it and then you got run over by a bus your death was put down as COVID or if you had terminal cancer your death was put down as COVID so it's like they're bumping up the numbers to make it more serious Um, and on the death certs they put all that stuff as well look at the parties that Downing Street had so if it was such serious disease or an illness and everyone was going to die of it why were you all still partying? And Boris almost died. So Boris almost died of this deadly disease. But Boris is seen in videos partying in Downing Street. Not to mention that other guy that fucking shagged a secretary in a cupboard. He was the health secretary. Well, I don't even know what the name is. Matt. What was Matt? Something. Oh, man, had come. Man, had come. Yeah. So a conspiracy, in my opinion. Um. Apparently, from this doctor, Anne McCluskey, in New York, there was a pre-planned practice run of a pandemic in autumn 2019 with key significance of the importance of the media. So it's almost like they planned that something like this could happen in the future. How do we put this out to the media? How how do how does the media spin this, etc.? So in my head, all this is leading to scam, scam, scam. Do you know that film Contagion? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was put onto Netflix the summer of twenty twenty. Now I know it was an older film, but what is the number one streaming service during lockdown? It was Netflix. Everyone was watching Netflix during lockdown. And what's the type of film they put on conveniently at the time everyone's locked down at home? Contagion. Which is a film about a fucking disease, a tropical disease, that kills fucking loads of fucking people. Conspiracy. Um, a lot of scientists who spoke out about COVID went missing. A lot of 
people in China at the start fucking still can't be found that Dr. Anne McCluskey she had her medical license taken off her conspiracy um look at the government contracts for example look at the mass contracts the testing contracts that what you call that PPE contracts it was all going to their rich best friends conspiracy <laughs> um I personally know someone can't say where they work but in their place of work the NHS is wasting an extortionate amount on storage fees over ventilators being stored because they're not needed they won't bin them because if they bin them that will make fucking media coverage that these ventilators weren't needed whatsoever wasted thousands upon millions of taxpayers money um to produce them because they were so desperately needed for this big bad disease that's going to kill every fucking body but yet they're sitting in the warehouse not being used conspiracy um the nightingale hospital was built in a rush did anyone ever get admitted to it as far as i'm aware no Two-third of deaths during lockdown were not from COVID. They were from people who couldn't get to their fucking medical appointments. So more people died of cancer, diabetes, suicide, all those other things. Uh, across the world during 2020, no country was in no country was there a statistically significant in age standardized all-cause mortality. So during the peak of COVID. There were no raise in death rates from COVID or anything. So why in the media was it reported that there was? Um, Look at the people who died in isolation in hospital. I mean, that's just horrible. Why did that have to happen? And look at all the people with mental health problems as well, including moi. Um, Those are just some of the things I have to say on it. I, 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 There's more details about like COVID is... Uh, conspiracy theory because it is linked with 5g and that's what people are saying it's not coronavirus making you sick it's the 5g that's making you sick i don't really believe that to be honest i just think covid overall was produced and planned as a thing to control the population to see how far we can push these people to see how far we can make them do what they say without breaking um so yeah and I think they really fucked it for themselves because in the future if there is actually something that is actually making people drop dead a lot of people's not going to listen because of what the UK government especially done with all the parties and things like that um what do you guys think so I have a lot <laughs> COVID's one of my big ones as well I, I enjoyed the whole COVID thing I think it's the most interesting historical things that have ever happened to us um a lot of what you're saying there, there's some very obvious, like, refutes to it. Like, the whole thing about death rates not going up because of COVID or people dying from other things. That's to be expected on the basis of the actions that we took of so social isolation, you know, wearing masks, washing your hands. That was a clear sign that it was working. We were stopping the spread, buying all the ventilators. wasn't that we needed, it was that we may need them. The idea was that we don't know how bad it's going to get. COVID was quite novel. We didn't really understand it. 
and we didn't really have much of immunity to it. So the whole idea was to feel for what could happen was what led to decision making, not what was happening. Because the idea was that, like Boris said, let the bodies pile high, everyone dies. Then what? Now I do think that I don't. The reason I don't think that it was the idea of like it was a reset is because well they missed the opportunity. That was the perfect time to do a reset. Do you, do you want to reset the economy? Do you know what you should have done? You should have let all the old people die. That would have been the best thing for the economy. They cost too much money. They hoard all the wealth. You want that wealth to transfer to young people who can use it to spend to grow the economy. The old people don't spend as much, and they all hold it in like wealth and assets. So they missed their opportunity to do that. Now, obviously, the COVID contracts are a different thing. That was just a conservative party taking advantage of a crisis to make money. Um, so I don't think there was like I don't think it was pre-planned or anything like that. Like, it's just that these things happen. And the main problem is that they're going to keep happening because of things like global warming, expansion of human population. We're going to go invade animal habitats, essentially, and come in contact with animals that are going to have different diseases that we don't really understand. Like the last time a, a coronavirus, which is a type of virus, the last time there was a spread of one was Spanish flu. That was a coronavirus. It wasn't a flu. It was a coronavirus. It was just named a flu because that's what it was first reported as in the news. The key is being died from it or something. They said he died of the flu when actually no, it was a coronavirus that he died of. And that was what caused that spread. So we didn't really understand it. We don't really know how to deal with it because ordinary techniques we know, like antibiotics, antiviral treatments don't really work. So we have no real sort of defense mechanism. And that was the fear that if we don't social isolate, if we don't separate people and everyone gets it, the death rate will go up and we will notice a significant number of people dying. And they were like, what is the public going to look at more badly? Loads of people dying or going into isolation? And they kind of hoped that with a public awareness campaign, we would accept it. And we kind of did. But they always knew we needed to be kind of broke up there way back. Can you still hear it? Oh, yeah, I can still hear you. Can you hear me? Damn, was on a roll. Hello? You're on a roll, Taryn. It's a bit it's not bad because he's talking about COVID. Exactly. <laughs> He'll come back in a second. He was on a roll. Um, I'll I I'll touch on what some of the stuff Taryn was saying, but then he'll come back. I I just I. I just, I think, like, I do, as I said at the start of that, I think COVID was real. But I just think the the governments of the world seized this disease as an opportunity to capitalize on something that we don't understand. Yeah. 100%. Because in our, in our day and age, this has never happened before where we've had to be locked in our houses and we can't mingle and, you know. And, like, you know, like back in the olden days, the Black Death. I can understand that. People were dropping dead like fucking flies. People were not dropping dead here. Even when we weren't isolating, because I'm not being funny, lockdown didn't happen until the 24th of March, around that date. COVID was in this country as early reports as February. I'm sorry if it was fast spreading that dangerous, we'd all be fucking dead. And quite honestly, until I see something making me drop dead, I'm not going to think that's going to affect my life. And that's, that's what I thought with COVID. I was like, this is not something we have to worry about. And then the people around me were just like, oh my God, COVID, COVID, COVID. And that really affected my mental health. I was like, why is that? You're, you're, you're being told you can't see your, your granny or your family 
go see them because you might not have that much time left. If it's that fucking serious of a disease, mm-hmm. you don't have that much time left with that person, so go fucking see them. If it's that serious, go see the person. Oh, scare Yeah, I think you both made very um, good points equally. Um, and I can see from both sides, both perspectives. And I do understand it was something that was something we'd never had in our lifetime. Obviously, we've had like pandemics before. We've had like bear flu, foot and mouth, stuff like that. But it's yeah. definitely gone on the scale that it did or spread as quickly as it did. Um, but I do think that the government and the powers that be didn't do the right things but obviously i know that's easy said but i just think other you they did stuff to their advantage like the contracts for the ppa and the parties that they were having the secret parties and i do think it was just all done incorrectly and now and they've shot themselves in the foot because obviously everything came out and it's just brought so much anger and so much thingy against people against the 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 governments and that that like you said if there's ever going to be another lockdown or another pandemic or another covid like it people aren't going to listen because why should they because i was completely angry like finding out that they were having secret parties and rendezvous rendezvous when we weren't allowed to go and see our own families and if we did go and see our family we were made to feel like we were criminals because we had to sit Mm -hmm. in the back garden and speak to to our families instead of sitting in the house with each other and it was all it was like you said it did get to a point where it was scaremongering like i couldn't even open facebook or social media because people were sharing articles and you couldn't even i did not even watch the news for ages because every time you put the news on it was like this many people have died and obviously i got a lot of people probably did die from covid but at the same time like you said they were they were putting it on people's death certificates like you could have died something completely different yeah you were still getting COVID because at that time they couldn't determine if even though you died got knocked over outside your house you might have had COVID as well um in that situation COVID was not the killer I think the fucking Ariba bus was like it it it, like that's what I would come back to it's the faking the death certificates faking the death figures um Governments just doing what they wanted and still continue to social and inter- social interaction, even though they told us not to. And there was another thing, but it's just going in my head. But um, that's what I always come back to. I'm just like, it's... Unless I see, and I was like, this is the start of COVID. Unless I see people dropping dead around me, I'm not going to believe some jumped up politicians who dictate to the smaller people unless i see like a fucking bomb coming towards my house i'm not going to believe that russia's bombing us unless i see that people are dropping dead around me i'm not going to believe in some fucking pandemic like i sound like a tinfoiler tinfoil hatter person here but honestly unless i see with my own eyes i don't believe so i don't believe in god it's like i don't that's why like when you were younger oh santa fuck santa like (laughs) You have to believe with your eyes, in my opinion. Yeah. About something being real. And unless I see people dropping dead around me. And I was I was right to think and be so fucking harsh back then. Because not a lot of people died. 
it was the elderly population who died and the people who did die with COVID died because they had complications. Like, what's that, that long thing? OPD, OCD, whatever it's called. P-O-D, COPD. Sorry. Underlying health issues. Yeah, they had underlying health concerns. That's the reason why it made it worse. But if you were a normally healthy person, you were very rare to die. And there's more people who have died apparently getting the vaccine because of blood clots than they have a fucking COVID. Mm-hmm. So... Look, I have so many things I could talk about this. I'm so passionate about this. And as you all know, when COVID happened in 2020, I was like, fuck this. I'm not, I didn't stay in. Like, I had people around to my house. I adhered to the rules as much as I could. But for my own mental health, I had people around. We had drinks. We had catch-ups. I didn't give a fuck because turns out I was right to do that because the government were doing it all fucking along. So when it came out, I was like, see, people need to listen to Kevin more because I'm always fucking right. <laughs> Exactly. Triple election next year, Kevin. Literally, Kevin. <laughs> I'll tell it how it is. Do you know what I mean? And that's what people don't like. People don't like in this country. People telling them how it is. Because I put stuff on Facebook on social media, and I'm pretty sure people were like, "Jesus Christ, he's a nation!" Like, oh my god, just sit and think about the NHS. What fucking NHS? Here we are in 2023. Maybe a year or two out of the pandemic, air quotes. Can you get an appointment any easier before? Can you fuck? Look at Brexit. Brexit was meant to get us appointments quicker. Can you fuck get an appointment quicker? It takes fucking longer. And they still blame the pandemic on we can't get an appointment. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. There's more to this. And we will not know this, but listen to me and listen very well, people. It will all come out in years to come. Because weren't wasn't Boris Johnson in his little um what you call that thing? Inquisition or Inquisition. Some trial thing, but there's a word for it. Inquest. Inquest, that's it. Um Word wasn't he asked to produce his WhatsApp messages from that period and oh they accidentally got deleted. Oh I'm sure they fucking did, you can't Yeah, because you didn't want people seeing what the fucking real messages were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my two cents on it. And I was waiting for it to chance to fill the space to turn into back I know you where is so we're going to move on there are my two conspiracy theories um Elliot what are yours um man uh not that long but they I, I can go into them if you want so my first one was celebrity theories uh conspiracy theories about celebrities so there is actually quite a lot of conspiracy theories out there I won't do can't well can't do them all because I don't know them all but when I don't know about other people, when they think about conspiracy theories like celebrity ones, I, the first celebrity theory that comes to their mind is it is for me is um the theory that Avril Lavigne died yeah. and she was replaced by a lookalike. So it's called the Avril Lavigne replacement conspiracy theory. Right, I'll just give like an overview of what the theory is. So. It's a conspiracy theory stating that Canadian singer Avril Lavigne died in 2003, um, shortly after the release of her first successful first album, Let Go, and was replaced by a body double named Melissa Vandella. Evidence used to support the theory include changes in Avril's appearance between 2003 and the present, um, supposed subliminal messaging in her follow-up album, Under My Skin, and a photo shoot in which um, Avril has the name Melissa written on her hands. So basically, it came it will it came about from a 
Brazilian blog called Avril Esther Morta, which means Avril is dead. Not yeah. 2011. <laughs> um, but then obviously it gained popularity over the internet, particularly like on places like Reddit. Um, so apparently the reason why or how she died was that um, it was because of the pressures of fame and then combined with the death of her grandfather, um, it sent her into a deep depression after the first album, which caused her to kill herself. And then, um, but before she killed herself, apparently they, her management or whoever, hired a lookalike named Melissa to distract paparazzi, protecting Avril because she was in a deep depression. So they wanted to obviously make it out like she was still okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and because she she gained so much popularity with her first album and she was so successful, the management didn't want to admit that she died. So that's why they um, got Melissa to start um, basically doing all her work and that. So it is like a big, wild conspiracy theory. And there are people online that literally look at every part of Avril Lavigne's work and to be fair when you look at some of the pictures she does do she does change a lot but that's because she's got older I'm sure she was like what wasn't she like 16 when she did a skater boy my question is though so you know the Melissa girl yeah have have anyone looked into her life since Avril died has she went missing or is she like doing her own thing or is because if she if she's gone missing then I would believe that conspiracy mm-hmm. that she is Avril Lavigne. But if she's living her own life and has got children and a job, but then I, I would predominantly tend to not believe. I think from what I was reading, the theory is that basically Melissa gave up her own identity. So now she is fully Avril Lavigne. Like she, she, because she was, she was a rat. So she would have been about what, 16 herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she gave up her own personality. So she doesn't have it anymore. But apparently... There's songs under on a second album under my skin, um, which have subliminal messaging, which suggests that Melissa feels guilt over participating in this farce. So like she's trying to basically tell people, I'm like I'm not really Avril Lavigne, and um, yeah. So there is a similar theory on the subject of um, celebrities dying. Can I just one. Can I just say something on Avril Lavigne? I mean, given that Avril Lavigne was meant to have died after her first album and the Melissa has released four albums, wouldn't you say Melissa's the new Avril Lavigne? <laughs> yeah. Hello? Scared. Man. She is the new Avril Lavigne. She gave up her, um, her personality. She's more Avril than Avril. Oh, yeah. To be fair, <laughs> That Under My Skin album was, like, my favourite growing up. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's another theory of, speaking of celebrities that have died, because a lot of these conspiracy theories for celebrities are either this person's died and they've been replaced, or this person that was meant to have died is still alive. So, for the right. people, examples of the ones of who have died who are supposed to still be alive are people like Tupac, Michael Jackson... Uh, Elvis so apparently Tupac is living in Cuba Elvis is living like somewhere in America and Michael Jackson I think he's meant to be living in like 
Hawaii or somewhere. And it's basically like they kill them. Well, they pretend to die because they want to get out of the limelight. And that's Marla like, Rose on my thing. Well, Marla oh. Rose on my thing. On my thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the second theory that I looked into as well is the one that Paul McCartney is dead. It's called Paul is dead theory. I love this one of me and Georgia go back and forth on this all the time. She's like, yeah, no. I'm not dead, he's dead. So basically, um, let me get the beginning of it. Right. So basically, it's an urban legend or conspiracy theory that alleges that Paul McCartney died in 1966 and was secretly replaced by a lookalike called, oh, where's his name? Can we get his name? William something. Oh yeah, heard that. Emily, sorry to interrupt. Um, Tiernan's like, did you do anything to fix that? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just want right. that more. So I'm gonna tell Sorry, Ellie. <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, apparently, well, this apparently this conspiracy theory has been going around since 1960s. So apparently, the the story was, um, they Paul McCartney and the rest of the Beatles had a massive fight over some songs or some albums, or they're in the recording studio and he stormed off, and um, he had a crash, had a, was in a car crash and died. And then, basically, they didn't want to admit to the fans that he died because they were so popular at the time. Yeah. So, they brought in a guy. And, apparently, as well, it, it was aided by Britain's MI5. <laughs> Britain's MI5 went and recruited a guy from Edinburgh um, called... Yeah, he died on the M1 apparently. And there's a thing as well, which this is actually real, that like in the 60s or 70s or something, the I don't know, I can't remember why George was telling me ages ago, the host of the competition to find a Paul McCartney lookalike for some. Yeah, I read that as well. But they all like proper looked like him as well. So like Loki, I do believe this theory a bit. Yeah, who fucking knows? To be honest, but it has to come from somewhere. Yeah, Where there's no other fucking fire. Honestly, like it's yeah. So apparently, he had an argument with his bandmates during a Sergeant Pepper recording session, which is the album Sergeant Pepper, and drove off angrily in his car, distracted by a meter maid not noticing the traffic lights had changed, crashed, and was decapitated. Um, oh my god, a oh, William Campbell, which is Billy. Billy something they call Billy because there's a name in the Beatles songs, isn't there? Called Billy something, Billy Pepper or something like that. Um, and apparently that's because again, apparently there's also subliminal messaging in their songs to basically right. confirm that he did die. Um, so that's another one. Um, oh, <laughs> let me get this one off. This one's funny. Another conspiracy theory is the one called Leah Michelle can't read. <laughs> so basically if people don't know about that it's a conspiracy theory that actress and glee star Leah michelle is illiterate the theory includes claims that the actress learned the lines via audio like memorizing audio and in public appearances where she's required to read text aloud will have words fed to her it starts as a joke in 2017 but it's kind of grown and the people who so basically it was started by um 
the One More Thing podcast in 2017. Um, during the episode, the hosts, uh, Jay Hunt and Robert Ackerman, dissect the late Nevera, N- Naya Rivera's uh, memoir, Sorry Not Sorry. In this book, Rivera mentions that during her time on Glee, Leah Michelle refused to improvise scenes with other actors. The hosts joked that this is perhaps because Leah Michelle had director Ryan Murphy feeding her lines because she couldn't read. So, but it's grown and they even did a video showing loads of proof. So one of the proofs is she never writes captions on her Instagram photo. She always just uses um, emojis. Um, whenever she's had pictures of her doing book signings, the, the pen isn't touching the paper. So it's like she can't sign an AM. Um, I'm sorry, but if you can't read, can you not write? You can't. You probably could, but not together, because I know that when you you're thinking, you're thinking of the word, you're basically reading it in your mind, and you're writing it down. So, so that I've seen loads of videos of her award ceremonies. You know, when the winner is, yeah, yeah. It's, she's not. She's letting the other person she's presenting with read the envelope. <laughs> so basically, they they well, basically the hosts have said. Um, well, the main thing in their theory was basically that Michelle de- debuted um, on Broadway at the age of eight and began her career in show business right after. Therefore, never had time to get proper instruction on or education on how to read. Um, and now pay someone to read it for her. So, yeah, so there was loads of, like... And if you look on the internet, there are loads of videos of people, like, backing up that theory. So, though, yeah. kind of said it jokingly. It kind of... And even she said in interviews, she, like, makes jokes out of it. But, um, yeah, there is quite... It is quite... You could believe that conspiracy theory, because they're what I believe it. Um, and then... I think that's my last oh no so oh the other one right this is the one of Marilyn Monroe um where is it so basically there's the conspiracy theory that Marilyn Monroe didn't kill herself she was killed by well during the 1960s um there were widespread conspiracy theories about Monroe's death the first allegations was that she was had been murdered which originated an anti-communist activist self-published book called the death the strange death of marilyn monroe in which he claimed that her death was part of a communist conspiracy he claimed that monroe and robert f kennedy had an affair and that monroe has threatened to cause a scandal which led to kennedy being ordered for her to be assassinated um in addition to accusing kennedy of being a communist sympathizer um he also claimed that many other people close to monroe such as doctors and ex-husbands are familiar with communists so apparently she didn't kill herself she got killed but there is quite a lot of proof with that as well the way she was found dead and that yeah i believe that she killed herself because she was very popular was she back in the day so i could see people being jealous killing her out of jealousy yeah yeah um and then i looked on reddit and there was like there was like a thread and it was like what's the funniest or the wildest conspiracy theories that you would believe with celebrities yeah, and one of them was someone put, um, you know, Michael Sierra from like yeah the new Barbie film yeah Alan, but he's yeah. super bad and that yeah he's, he has like he's he just acts like himself doesn't he just acts like a guy well so apparently 
there's a theory that he never intended to act, but he accidentally wa- wandered onto the set of Arrested Development, which is a show, mm-hmm. um, and was too awkward to tell them he wasn't an actor, so just filmed stuff anyway, and now he's now he's an actor. I mean, I can see that, but fucking worked out. I can so see that. Fucking <laughs> worked out for him, I could. Another one is um, Chloe Kardashian is OJ Simpson's daughter. Oh yeah, I believe that. Because there's like there is quite a lot of proof because she doesn't she doesn't really look like the other Kardashians, and there's always been a theory, well, a rumor that um, Chris was having an affair with OJ Simpson because mm-hmm. her best friend was the woman who got killed. Do you know who we need to ask? Theorist. The morally corrupt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the morally corrupt. <laughs> um, and then the last celebrity conspiracy theory that was on this um thread was that the creator of The Simpsons has a time machine. Well, see, I do believe that because The Simpsons predict a lot of shit yeah. that happens in real life. Yeah, no, uh, do you know what? That, that's a literal theory that I could get behind. Me too. And if Matt Gronin is listening, please give it to us because I'd love to go back in time or in future so I could cut my life short so I could get to eternal rest. Thank you, BS. Ellie, is that you done? I do have one more theory. It's not. It's not um, celebrities anymore. I did look at moon landing, the the moon landings being fake conspiracy theory. Okay. So I can just quickly say that one. Yeah. Um. So. Um. <laughs> this is gonna be one long ass episode because we're already at so the main person who created this conspiracy theory that the moon landings were fake um, was a man named William Casing. He was a former technical writer who briefly worked at a company that made rocket engines. Um, after the first lunar landing in 1969, I think that was the one where uh, Fingy Armstrong and all that, they all walked the moon. This is what they're saying at that time was fake. Small step for man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he, this casing called bullshit on it, claims that, he claimed that the United States simply hadn't yet developed the technology for such a mission. Uh, in 1976, he self-published a book called Why We Never Went to the Moon, um, which argued that the government faked the moon landing and shot it at a studio in Area 51, basically as a way to stick it to the, stick it to the Soviets and the Russians. Um, the primary basis for his argument was that the stars were not visible in the photos of Apollo 11 landing. Um, what does he say? But since then, it has gained a fair amount of cultural ache. The end. In the last season of American Horror Story, it was the seasons that in two in the second half. Second half. Second half of the season. Uh, the second half of the season was all about aliens in America in the 50s or 60s. Um, and apparently aliens in the, in the story, which I tend to believe, because if you think... So the story is aliens came to Earth, swapped their technology for human experiments with the American government, which I tend to believe because... How can you explain to us that in the 1970s, correct me if I'm wrong, there wasn't a CD player 
remember record players or whatever, but I'm not explaining an example very well, but the technology in a short space of time has rapidly increased. And I think that has to come from somewhere. Humans are that fucking smart bitch. Like, come on. We're not that smart of people. We're really, really not. Um, so you're trying to tell me that's all come from us? No, thank you. No, I don't believe that for a second. But in the storyline in American Horror Story, it was aliens give us this technology for human experiments and in that storyline in the 50s and 60s um, they were trying to create a hybrid species of alien and human and it all happened in Area 51 and where in Area 51 they done the moon landing, it was televised it was a pretty production and in American Horror Story it was filmed in Area 51 I would tend to believe, based on technology, I mean, I thought there was no wind in space. So how's the flag fucking blown? Oh, yeah, that's how I've heard about that. I've also heard, apparently, um, or I read ages ago, when I, I think I watched a documentary on this, actually, on the moon, and, but apparently the Soviets were, like, so close, were just about to... Yeah. have the technology to but they were so close to finishing their technology to go on the moon and then all of a sudden the americans did it yeah it is so it was just oh. like the soviets were like well how the hell have you yeah they just because won. they were top secret all their stuff was their top secret well, I don't... do you mean people i always say believe what you well i always say this you have to see it to believe it right yeah. but i need to see it in person yes i am I don't trust shit that you show me on TV or blah, blah, fucking blah. Because, let's face it, China are showing their citizens stuff about the Western world that aren't true. Russia is showing their citizens stuff about the Western world that ain't fucking true. North Korea are showing stuff that the, to their citizens that aren't fucking true. So you have to see everything you see on media, on TV, on technology-wise. You have to take that with a pinch of fucking salt. In today's world, unless you see it eye to eye, you can't fucking believe anything that anyone says or shows you. Do you know what I mean? I sound like such a fucking tinfoil hatter, but like, it's fucking true though. Like, you cannot take anybody's word for anything. You can't trust anybody. You can't even trust me. I might be an alien. You, you can't trust anything or anybody that anything says keep one eye fucking open make it your good one as well honestly like honestly oh, wait, there, is, there is sorry go on no no i just was gonna fuck give off again all right no speak uh, i'm going back to celebrities now there is that obviously i didn't i tried to look into it but i couldn't really find much about you know all the celebrities being part of building see that's very sad keep the one eye open yeah seeing I don't deal something we're not talking about the Luminati because I am not going this and thank you very much I mean Tiernan was talking about stuff that we shouldn't have been talking about and he's fucking disappeared so says it all doesn't it right we'll take a little break is that you done Ellie yeah yeah it's me done we'll take a little break because I'm down for the toilet (laughs) if I don't come back I've been got we'll be back with Emily's conspiracy theories see you soon bye and we're back. Uh, thank you for bearing with us. We had some technological issues. And Tiernan has rejoined us. And he can hopefully stay for the rest of the topic. 
So, Emily, what are your conspiracy theories? Okay, so I've got two, two like topicy branches. So, my first one that I uh, researched was about the uh, Twenty Seven Club in like Hollywood and like the actors and the singers and like authors and all that, all the famous people basically about like all of them who die. Uh, when there's 27 because obviously the that part is like real but there's like a few conspiracies um around it as well so the first sorry i need to get as well i've got notes on everything so the first like idea of this theory came about um between 1969 and 1971 because i still don't know how many years that was on my fingers i'm sorry in those two years, uh, Brian Jones died, Jimi Hendrix died, Janice Joplin died, and Jim Morrison died. So that was like four deaths of all these like really famous people between two years. So everyone was like, that's a really short spike, that's a really short amount of time, like this is wild. So there's a few conspiracy theories around it. Um, so the first conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory about it is called the Saturn Return Theory, which is an astrological theory that states around the age of 27, the planet Saturn returns to the same position that it was in when a person was born. So basically what this can cause is like emotional damage, like turmoil, like too much change in people's lives that they can't like physically cope with. So it results to people like self-destructing and like going on like mad drug benders and like drinking and just basically like completely self-destructing and basically killing themselves with suicide. So that's the first theory. There's also another theory called the Crossroads Theory and it's basically just like a satanic theory which is a conspiracy that is basically says that all these people are turning them oh my god he's fucked off and i started the new recording and we absolutely fucked on him in sorry i'm like on ahead <laughs> so yeah so it's basically a theory that all these celebrities sold their souls to the devil um for like fame and fortune and money and stuff but the deal the part of that deal is they have to like pay the debt to 27 so they have to basically like die at 27 whether it's like natural causes or like they kill themselves or like something else kills them um so that's another theory and then there's an illuminati theory which is a theory that states some celebrities and members of the illuminati which controls the world in various ways and however some of these celebrities want to like expose the illuminati so the Illuminati basically kills all these people at 27 as like a warning and like a sacrifice mm-hmm. to the people wanting to expose the Illuminati being like, don't. All this is going to happen to you. We <laughs> <laughs> back. I don't know. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I... I can still hear most of that. I think it's just not as nice. I, um... 
has set an alarm to remind me before bed to whiten my teeth at quarter past ten. So we're, I'm going to have to extend that like Tyler. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm going to continue. Yeah, so. So, yeah, so basically this debt is said to like have to be repaid in the 27th year in like somewhere or another because obviously all these people have died in such like different ways like so many of them have like drug overdose so many have died of like just like natural causes and like i can't remember i was reading before some of them were like died of like suspected like poisonings and stuff so all very interesting all very spooky but i 100 percent i believe some of the theories behind it a little bit i think the one the devil one's really interesting i think that's really really interesting and Bob, Georgia told me this before. Um, Bob Dylan, there's an interview online of Bob Dylan coming out and basically saying that he sold the souls of the devil. Like, that's a real thing. Like he did it, but then he is also still alive. So, like, what truth is the part in that? Like, okay, yeah. There's an interview it's on YouTube. Watching. I mean, it's hard to one and go about selling their soul to the devil. Well, what are you about? I think it's really interesting. I mean, if I can get rich while I'm here and my life's troubles are gone, then maybe. Well, yeah. they say one way. Sorry to cut in. They say one way um, to sell your soul is to do different things. One of them's called it the humiliation ritual. So you know when celebrities like come out and do mad stuff, like weird stuff, like they dress weird or yeah. like that's so you know like Sam Smith at the moment. Mm. People are saying it's potential humiliation ritual. I mean, I heard every day. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to gorm and fucking stuff that not many Northern Irish men would wear. So I could, you know, sign me up. You know, like when uh, Lady Gaga wore that meat dress. Mm. Like, they say when people do stuff like that, it's and then after that, they become really, really famous and well-known. Yeah. Because it's, like, all these, like, really famous celebrities have just, like, randomly died. So, you know, like, Jimi Hendrix, like, Kurt Cobain, like, well, obviously there's more theories behind Kurt Cobain anyway. Yeah, well, he he shot himself, but there's loads of theories that he didn't. And yeah. Courtney Love did it. I remember when I was a kid, when I was dead young, a teenager, because I loved Kurt Cobain. I was reading them for hours. <laughs> and all the way, like, the gun was positioned, they couldn't have killed themselves. Mr. Miss I know it was all different handwriting. <laughs> I think the 27 Club thing is really, really interesting. But there wasn't as much on Google as I was hoping in ways of like conspiracies. It was all very like, like this is just who the celebrities are. It was a bit annoying. <laughs> it's really interesting. I do believe people have sold the souls of the devil. 100%. Scary. Um, then I was looking into Disneyland conspiracy theories because... I feel like there's loads, and I just love... I only did three, because if I said them all, we'd literally be here for the next seven hours. That's for, that's for episode part two. Honestly. So I've only done three of them. I've done two, like, dark and creepy ones, and I was like, quite a nice one. So it's like... Nice to have a positive conspiracy theory. <laughs> so the first conspiracy theory, which I feel like everyone will have heard, is the fact that the bones on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride are real. Do what? Has no one ever heard this? No, I've heard that. Yeah, okay, yeah. so there's a theory, kind of, not true, but kind of also really true. So basically, 
the skeletons or stuff on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride when that was being built in Disney. The people who were building it were like all the fake bones that they were supposed to be using didn't look real enough. Like they weren't happy with how they looked. So um, they went to a UC, UCLA medical center in America by like where Disney is and basically got them to give them like real bones and real skeletons and stuff. And they were used for like years. And then when like science and stuff advanced and like technology and stuff advanced and they were able to make bones that were like more real they got rid of all the real skeletons and stuff and laid them all to rest and buried them and then they put the fake ones in but there are supposed to be some skeletons on the ride that are still like real human remains so like on the rides if anyone's on being on it it's really fun there's a skeleton head Unlike one of the bits that you go through, that's apparently still a real skull of someone who used to work on like bills in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That's their skull. Really scary. Church <laughs> <laughs> <Touch> report. <laughs> so Disney came out and were like, they used to be real. We got rid of the real ones. They're not real anymore, but people are like, no, the deaths were still real. And I do believe they're still real because I said that they got rid of all the real bones. What odds off if they are real or not? What? I think it's more fun if they're real. Yeah. But I said, but I also said before, I was like, who? Like, like who's like, I want my bones to be on the Pirates of the Caribbean rise when I die. Oh, I'd 100% be okay with that. Oh my God. Yeah, I've just thought of a conspiracy that we can do for part two. What? Celebrities who freeze themselves to come back, like Walt Disney's apartment. Yeah, Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Pyers came back for the thing. <laughs> if you can do it, so can Walt. See, I was kind of hoping the bones would just be all people who died in the park and they covered horrific accidents. And they were just like, let's just like take the bones and cover it up and all know all these dead wings and just putting the bones up. Mm. And bones and bones need calcium. We'll branch off on that theory a little bit. I'll be really quick on this one. There's also another theory that I haven't written down, but I'll be really quick on it. That, like, no one can die at Disney. Yeah. So the, I heard so that. In, like, the 70s or something, there was a guy who, like, went through, like, a really horrible breakup who killed himself in front of Epcot. Like, physically, like, killed himself, was dead, and they, refu- they refused and didn't pronounce him dead till he got to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that apparently, you know, when people have medical emergencies, at least they'll die. Yeah, because you can just say that. I love them because they're glancing. They can fucking kill people in their films, like Bambi's mother, but they don't give a shit about someone. Honestly? Honestly? It's not why Epcot's always closed. Because people kill them as long as I ever get. If I ever get like a terminal illness and I know I'm going to die pretty soon, I'm just going to go and like make sure I die on one of the rides just so they don't have time to get me out. So it's like very obvious, like I'm just like decapitated suddenly and it's like, ah, beat again, Disney. Oh, but what do you call that um, film? Final Destination when they died in the roller coaster? No, it does Oh, well, no. Yeah, me. So then I've got two more. The next one, which I feel like if you haven't heard this, this is wild. So, on the It's a Small World ride in America in 1999, um, there was a girl on the ride with her mum or, like, her family, and the ride, like, stopped due to, like, technical issues. 
and and her mum was just like taking pictures of everything because they were like before they got off because she was like oh this is really cute and she took a picture and in the picture you can see a body hanging from the ceiling the real picture's really scary go look at it it's like a full-on body and so people are like conspiracizing it was like one of the workers or someone who worked in disney like was ready to press and hung themselves on the ride but obviously disney are coming up being like no it was just a prop that was like in like the wrong place but it was like a if it was a prop it was a proper big human body why would it be in small words you know yeah yeah and why would it be there why would it be hung from the ceiling with a rope around its neck my god it's a freaky annoying ride anyway like also another conspiracy of it's a small world that the little dolls come alive at night and people who work there have seen them like blinking and stuff oh i can fully believe that one so can I? How scary is that? I always say, these things have to come from somewhere. Nobody just makes this shit up. I'm sorry. No smoke without fire. That body, that body one, that, sorry, that you've just said, that's like the Wizard of Oz one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, in one of the, the scenes. in the background. Yeah, you can see one of the actors hanging in the back of the Wizard of Oz. In the Wizard of Oz film? Yeah, in the film. Like, apparently, one of the actors who played the one of the munchkins hung themselves and it's in one of the um shots. Speaking of Wizard of Oz, did you see the Vivian's gonna be the Wicked Witch of the Way? Yeah. Of Oz. Great casting. <laughs> Great cast and hopefully she does the same thing. Like why? Who gave her the chance? Um, oh, stop giving it more job. Fly, my prettiest fly! What's your dad being a panther? Just finished playing Phantom, the SpongeBob musical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she must be fucking raging a report. Jesus Christ, no. She's lovely. Okay. And so, really. Anyway, me. <laughs> My last story is a really nice and like sweet one because I was like, I don't just want to do like pure off ones and like ends on like death. So the last one is there's a theory that Disney like pumps smells through like vents into the park to like make you buy stuff and like attract you to certain place in the park. So basically, yeah, same. So basically, they've got vents all over the park that they like pump like signature signature disney sense through so like if you go to main street it smells like cookies and like bakeries and stuff and if you go there's a bit called candy palace if you go there it smells like vanilla and like sweets and like when you go around by haunted mansions and stuff it smells like like musty and wet that's not sweet but like it's all like the vibe alive so basically all the sweet smells and stuff are basically to attract you to buy things and stay there for longer and visit things like visit say, attractions in the park but i thought that was really cute so i was like i think that's real like, i mean that's the like, also, like them trying to extort us for money yeah also yeah that's the whole point isn't it? that's the whole that's disney like this was there for that is disney world you know who i can't yeah. trust adult disney lovers like i love disney but yeah. like i probably would go to disney with Nick, me and him, just us too. But I'm not like a fanatic where I'm like, oh my god, Mickey Mouse, picture, picture, picture. Like the amount of like American TikTokers that come up on my feed page who literally go, right, I finish work, they get in the car and they drive to Disneyland yes. for like yes. an hour. 
in the evening they go and eat the tea in Disneyland and you're like, That's how much are you paying to have this membership? To... Also, I think it's never like, I know. If you go to Disney too much, like it's just not it's not fun. Yeah. Like what's the fun in going to knowing you can go to Disney every night, like yeah. I have a question because you are here with I wrote down a name of it for this potential episode and I think this I can't even really read it to be honest. I think it says all colon where's your conspiracy? Does that mean anything to you? I thought it was a punny name for the episode and I can't think of what that fucking says. Were we talking about something before COVID before you left? I don't even know. Okay. That's your task for the rest of the episode. Thank you for me, please, because Sinead thought of that for us. Fabulous. Uh, oh, I have a period. Good. Okay, to your name. Emily, are you done? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done. Fab. Tiernan, we're on to the good bucket stuff of 9-11 and Princess Diana. Um, and So this is where it gets dark. <laughs> love it. Throughout this episode, Tiernan has changed his name on the screen multiple times to the People's Princess, to the People's Princess, Bush did it, and his name is the real Tiernan, not a government clone, so they don't fucking throw them down again. Tiernan, take it away. So despite the government's best attempts to silence me in my speaking, like cutting off my internet access, we're going to have some truth here today. We'll start off with the, the easier one, which is just Princess Diana. Obviously, everyone knows, I'm assuming, the stories, because on Channel 4 or BBC every year that she was killed by the royal family, which all basically just stems from, like, kind of like things that didn't really add up about how she died, or at least weren't quite explainable, <laughs> until you actually looked at them. Most of them were actually pretty explained pretty easily during the, like, inquests and stuff. So there's actually two inquests into her death, one in France and one in England. Oh. Both of them like years later and they both came to slightly different conclusions. Um, and that's where kind of people get a bit jumpy about it because why did they come to different answers? But basically it's both governments trying to cover themselves is what other people are saying. So the theory goes that the main theory is that she was killed by either the SAS or like MI6 on at the behest of Charles, Philip and Diana's sister who apparently was also involved, because the theory is that she was pregnant with a fella called Dottie. Uh, Dottie was her boyfriend at the time, boyfriend in air quotes, um, because he was Muslim and Egyptian, and he was quite, I think his family were quite wealthy in Egypt or whatever. Um, now, the whole idea is that she was pregnant and that she had, they were basically planning to announce their marriage that the next Monday, basically, I think she died on the Friday or Saturday. The idea was that she had told the press and all that, press contacts she's going to make a big announcement on Monday it was like ah it's an engagement that would announce that they're engaged or pregnant uh-huh. and the, the argument behind this is that the royal family couldn't have essentially a half sibling of the king who was Muslim or who was like of a different sort of heritage and this wouldn't be right or the mother-in-law being married to Muslim just wasn't going to be acceptable um, so they obviously killed her off because they didn't want this to happen and the proof they have of this is that a diff- an, MI- an ex-MI6 like, employee came out and like said that this happened and that they talked about it and then like, an ex-SAS person also came out and said it and like the, the story's dad, like the guy in Egypt basically has been saying this for years that the evidence is that there was 14 speed cameras along the route from the hotel to the crash site not necessarily speed cameras but like 
CCTV TV cameras, none of which caught the crash. Um, and then that the driver was essentially found to be drunk in the French inquest, but not in the English. Um, now, the argument against that is that they have different rules about what would constitute over the limit for driving and what doesn't. Um, and then there was also about, like a message she wrote or something in her diary where she says, I think like they're going to kill me. I think they want me dead because they don't want this to get out. Um, and the dad of Dottie has basically said that he went to the family home in Paris that weekend, him and Diana, to pick out the room for the baby. Um, but this and the security guard there basically said, yeah, this was true. They were there for like three hours with the interior designer, designing the baby's room and all. Mm -hmm. And then very quickly after her death, like she wasn't brought to the closest hospital. She was brought to one further away. And they basically kept her body, not in the mortuary, but in the room beside the emergency room and embalmed it pretty much right away and the whole idea is that the embalming process would get rid of any traces of pregnancy because she wasn't that far along the idea is what that that would cover up there like whatever test they do is like a hormone thing and that would basically come back as inconclusive to pregnancy so that would cover it up and that's what the theory goes is that they wanted to cover up the pregnancy um and the fact they were going to get married um now <laughs> They are the funny thing is when I actually look at it like the the whole idea is it just it makes no sense. Like she was going out with this dotty person, like I mean like something like six weeks is when how long they've been out for and someone did the maths of their schedules. Because obviously she's a world family member, she's still working rural. Her schedule is available, you can see where they're gonna be in events. And they could have only been in each other's company twenty five days in total. And everyone's like, There's no way she would get engaged with someone after twenty five days. No matter how much involved she was, like that just doesn't I mean, like a Kim K, like a Britney. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Um, and then the whole thing about the game balming was a bit weird because, like, the French rules about that are very strange where you're not supposed to do it without like the family's permission and all. But the president of France wanted to see the body, as did Charles the next day. And they're like, This is a mangled corpse. We can't show them that. We have to like fix it up and make it look nice. And all the people say that their mouth process wouldn't actually get rid of pregnancy. That that's just nonsense. Like there's so many different tests you could do that would show whether or not she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, then the issue with the like the cameras not picking up the crash, they were like, Well, they, the French police went and looked. All the cameras were like private business cameras. They weren't pointed at the road, they were pointed at uh, like the building that they wanted to watch basically as to deter theory. The one speed camera did pick it up technically. But the room that it was directing its images to wasn't monitored 24 hours a day. It was just kind of like during the day when there's heavy traffic, they would monitor it. But during the other thing, they wouldn't. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of didn't make a lot of sense because, like, the whole hospital, going to a different hospital and all, where it was all pre planned within the French rules about like emergency services, they triage and do a stabilization process and it bring you to the most specialist hospital that is needed. And they kind of said that whatever hospital she went to had like a trauma surgeon who was like the best in France. And they were like, well, it makes sense to send her there. The other theory that I actually think might have some credence to it is that there's some random journalist random off the road because the car, the Mercedes had like white dents in it uh -huh. of like a white car. And this random like journalist who kind of knew her had the same type of car, make and model. And they traced the paint back to like, it had to be a model made in like, between 78 and 82, that was the model he had. Um, it was white and he repainted it. That He said he repainted it the day before. His dad says, no, he painted it the day after. Um, he was seen at the scene shortly after. 
uh, by witnesses or like he was there. But the whole thing is like there's no motive. Nobody knows why he would have done it. Um, some people say he was just paid by MI5 or whatever. There's a, a scapegoat and then they cover up for him because he did subsequently kill himself like in 2003. So he spoke at the French inquest. But that's the thing, did he? He was found in a burnt out car but there was no car keys found and his head was off. Yeah. And there was a hole through his head like straight through that they said was not a bullet hole. It was fire had melted through his head. Um, and that something had happened that basically his neck melted off or something. Like that. Um, even though he was there, was there, he did have like suicide notes and all. And there was like a load of all his friends were like, yeah, the man was like massively depressed and suicidal. He had loads of issues for many years, and killing himself wasn't unlikely. But the way he died, it was like in a car burning out. But he died in a competition, like not smoke inhalation or anything. And it's like that doesn't really add up. Like, yeah, you you die of smoke inhalation before you die of burn or... Yeah. And it was, like, in a field like, out in the middle of nowhere, but there was no car keys. Like, they were never recovered at the scene. Um, and they were never recovered in his house, but his house was broken into the day before. And everyone was like, oh, that was MI6 breaking in, kidnapping him, driving much to the company and killing him. And then, basically... I believe. <laughs> I like the thing... <laughs> I like to think it's true because the people's princess kind of died so tragically it had to be murder. Um, the death of an icon like it was it was life changing for everyone. <laughs> Even though I wasn't born. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember when she died. I was really young, but I do remember because I was in my auntie's house and she came in and said, guess who's died? Nah, I don't, I don't think I was born. No, if I was, I was really young. I can't even remember now what year she died. 95, wasn't it? I think it was 95. I think it was the year I was born or something. So I don't remember it. Um, but I just enjoy talking about it. Like, behind me, there is a book about the animal. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that's in 97. Oh, so I, I would have been alive, yeah. So I... Well, I would have been two. I do. Number four, like Yeah, me and you were four. I do think... I, I I am I will say I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I do believe in a lot of conspiracy theories, but I do believe that Diana was murdered by the royal family because she had a Muslim baby in her belly, and God forbid them inbred cunts and bred more. And like there's precedent, like they there's two like royal cousins of the queen that uh, were disabled, and it's well known well, yeah, they were disabled in the fifties, and they were just shipped off and exactly. left to die. Like nope. in the asylums, basically, back in the fifties, because they had, and not say because they had special needs, the royal family fucked them yeah. off. It was like bye bye bitches, like do you know what I mean. So they're not very good people. Um, they're, no, they're not even people. Yeah, they're, they're that's the first theory. We'll talk about that in part two. They're fucking lizards. Whoa, I'm not bad. They all fucking brilliant. I mean, have you ever seen the shape of Pippa? I mean, Pippa. She's a proper woman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At least it's not that or Carmilla. You can't, you can't be stuck. She is coarse. You know that, um, sorry if you've already said it. I was listening, I promise. But you know that, um, <laughs> you know that part about the embalmer, illegally embalmer? Um, is that actually like, so is that part of the conspiracy or did, did they come out and say, yeah, we did embalm her because she was. There was a lot of disfigurement. Oh, that's why they justified it as a disfigurement. Right. Um, and 
you're supposed to get like it signed off by like a family member, but the person they, signed it off was like the chief of police because he was like, this needs done like now. And like the, the staff that did it would have known that they didn't know who signed off it. They were just told this boy needs him banned before like Philip comes and Charles comes and then the president of France comes because they can't be seeing this absolute horrifically mangled body. Um, there was something else because apparently she's a big seatbelt wearer, but it was found that she wasn't wearing a seatbelt where if she had it been, she would have lived. Yeah, so when both inquests came, they both said that the speed they were going and the, the nature of the damage is that she probably would have lived if she was wearing a seatbelt. Um, so people always like, oh, she was a big avid seatbelt. She's always all about safety. There was no way she wouldn't have wore it. But she was always busy making out with her toy boy in the back there. You know, didn't think of the seatbelt. What if she was murdered before the car crashed? Potentially, yeah. Just covered up there. There's like loads of other really random things as well. Like get really deep into like why MI6 did it and all and who was involved. But they're, they're so ludicrous. My point is overall about this story. We've all seen what the British public are like about the royal family. So you're yeah. saying that anyone would kill for them. Honestly. Them freaks out in the fucking ground, Buckingham, when the Queen died or Diana died. Or when the Can't wait for four hours to take <laughs> The Queen died. Did you know her? No. Did she? I did shed a tear though when she died. Like I was in the car crying a week. I know you were taking the piss. I was coming back from the gym listening to the city news come up and I, I was like, oh my god, like, that's so shocking. Like, I was in shock. She was 90 fucking five. It wasn't a shock. She was fucking <laughs> jumping in the grave the whole time. I mean, for a lizard, that's a long time, I suppose. That is. Good luck to her. That's all I can say. Oh, fucking good. Where'd she go? Oh, so. save me. <laughs> yeah, like the shit didn't look at your face for a sec. <laughs> no hard judgment, but she did kill the animal. She did, and I haven't quite forgiven her for it, but I still like the ring. <laughs> <laughs> so, my other conspiracy is obviously 9 11. It's my favorite ever. It's, we probably don't really get into it all because it is obviously so long and so deep and leads into so many different conspiracies, like different aspects of it, like who did it, why they did it, what their motivations were. I'll just go through some of the more obvious evidence that's out there. Why I genuinely think that it was, like, as they say, an inside. Do you believe it, or are you just saying the conspiracy? Oh no, no, I'm fully convinced and have been since I was about a child. Like when I first started getting okay. into it, um, I would say nine eleven was a trigger for me to like get into politics and stuff because it was such a pivotal moment of my my childhood. I remember it so vividly. Um, a funny story is we played it the next day in school, not realizing. What we were playing was a very tragic event. We played 9-11 and had, like, building collapse. And we had to run to get out. And then the teachers come out, but Brian is playing. And we were like, oh, the Twin Towers collapsing. And they were just like, no, no, don't play that. Please stop. And we were just like, this is gone. Why? Like, in primary school, you're, what, like, 2001, you were what age? Like, seven. Oh, that might have been, like, P3, I think, at the time. Yeah. Oh. I guess because we had, like, 
there was like a raised bit outside, like a essentially like a stage type thing, and we all stood in that, and that was the twin tower. And then if you ever wore the orange coat, was the fireman had come running in and be like, "Everyone get off! It's collapsing!" And if you didn't get off in time, you, you were dead, and you had to stand out. Oh my god, that's pure evil. <laughs> it's one of the like I don't have a lot of childhood memories of like that age. That's so vivid for me. Uh, and it's just always amused me that people ask, like, what do you remember 9-11? And I'm like, I remember the next day playing it in schools and then being told off because that was that was wrong and we didn't understand why. Um, but I will say, just stick up for you, Tiernan, in Irish culture, a bombing is nothing. Yeah, this was just terrorism. What's the big deal? So we're used to this. So America, welcome to our work. Like, we had at least two bomb scares that I remember before then in my life. My school before that was burnt down, um, <laughs> not by planes crashing into it, um, but <laughs> these were just normal everyday events for me. Right off you go, Tiernan. Tell us your theory. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna begin with one that my flatmate texted me while we were chatting earlier, and that's that maybe it wasn't planes that hit the twin towers; it was birds spying for the government. <laughs> 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 I mean, has she been in this conversation all this time and we don't know? Is she a bird? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's where they're not. <laughs> she works for MI5. You better be careful, Taryn. <laughs> if no one hears from me tomorrow, we know what happened. <laughs> but yes, so the theory of 9-11 is that it was an inside job that was pre-planned and that Basically, the government wanted it to collapse because of, obviously, various different reasons. They wanted to go to war, the money behind it. And the evidence for this is quite substantial, I think. Like, the, the main one is, obviously, the fact that this building should not have collapsed. So, there's been many instances throughout history of skyscrapers catching fire, and they don't collapse to the ground. There was one in Madrid that burned for, like, I think, like, 48 hours. There was one in, like, L.A. that burned for, like, 12 or 16 or something mental. And never collapse. The fire just burns itself out because that's what fire does. Um, you think there's other examples out there, really, even like in Grenfell, that was a massive fire. The whole building caught fire. It didn't collapse because that's not what buildings do. Um, like the the main thing I have is it reinforced steel and concrete. Its temperature for it to melt is like something like three thousand six hundred degrees Celsius for it to melt and burn. But jet fuel, they always say jet fuel doesn't burn doesn't melt steel beams because jet fuel only burns at 1600 degrees and that just didn't make any sense then the other matter is that the building collapsed at such speed like when you actually watch it like going down it's like free fall out of controlled demolition and the pictures afterwards you can still you can see like the steel beams are cut in half like kind of diagonally and that's a lot of people say is that's how when you take a building down you put thermite across diagonally you don't put it straight because that wouldn't work you want the building essentially slide in on itself. Um, and that's why it's a clear side of thermite, which would melt steel beams. Thermite's designed to basically as a de demolition type device, as a, a bomb basically to demolish buildings. So they say the speed it can die, the fact that jet fuel couldn't, couldn't cause that intensive heat, especially to make it collapse so quickly. There's also the fact that the World Trade Center 7, which most people don't talk about, collapsed which was a building in the World Trade Center site, a bit smaller, um, that also collapsed, even though no plane hit it. It just caught, the roof just caught fire. 
um, and it collapsed like a few hours after the other two. There is the fact that the building was riddled with asbestos and six months before the owner was informed that he would have to pay something like like in the billions to basically get rid of that asbestos. It was going to take years. The buildings would have to be closed. Um, but the buildings were insured for terrorism. After the, the bombing in the 1991s, um, they took out specific insurance to basically cover terrorism. Um, the Federal Reserve of New York used to keep its gold under New York. So the Federal Reserve in America is like a central bank. It's separate into 12 different kind of areas. Fed one is New York, Boston, and things like that. It used to keep its gold reserves under the World Trade Center, but they were moved the week before for no particular reason. They were just moved to a different building. Um, and there's, oh, there's so much more. It's like, it just didn't add up. Like the main one I always think gets me is that the bombers, so the terrorists that did that, that were in the planes or allegedly in the planes, like the ones that were in the 9-11, the official government report, they named the 16 attackers. Um, how many of them do you think showed up alive afterwards? It was like 10 or 12 or something. And it's not like in a weird conspiracy way. Showed up like, like in the BBC reported that, yeah, this dude's actually alive. Like we just interviewed him in Egypt. He's very confused as to why he's not been blamed as a terrorist because he's been in Egypt this whole time. Like he, he's not even like an Arab, like they said, like they're from Saudi Arabia. He's not even Saudi Arabian. He's Egyptian. This makes no sense. Um, and the whole evidence that they found of like the passport and stuff. It's like, okay, it can melt everything else, but not a passport. How does that add up? True. And it's like the attack on the Pentagon and all, where they said he didn't see the plane. They didn't release a CCTV. It just made no sense that there was no, like, the most protected building in the world and nothing's seen it. Um, the other one is there's a lot of confusion about, like, why the planes weren't taken down before then, like the FAA, like the Federal Aviation Authority in America. Within one minute of them seeing a plane stray off course or do something unusual, if it doesn't immediately respond to, like, the radio, they are to alert the NORAD, like the North American Aerospace Defense, who will scramble jets within five minutes if there's no response. And jets should be within a plane, by the way, they're set up within 15 minutes. Uh, any pair, anywhere in the United States or Canada, a plane should be able to intercept them within 15 minutes. That never happened. The jets weren't even scrambled for about 20 minutes. And that was just completely against like every regulation, every rule in the book. And people never really, they didn't. The reason for this was given three different explanations. At the time, the FAA gave one. Then during the 9-11 commission, they gave a different one. And then when they didn't add up, they actually came out with a third reason. And basically the FAA said, we did alert the Air Force. The Air Force didn't do anything. The Air Force said, they alerted us too late. We did do something um, and stuff like that. And then there was like, yeah, commission was like, oh, it's just human error. People didn't really know what to do. They spoke to the supervisor. We then didn't know what to do. Um, and it just doesn't really make sense as to why no planes were ever scrambled in time. When in theory, like there's something like, I think 116 on average, planes scrambled for like in the US every year. Like that happens within the set rules, within the time frame of, uh, let's say, a private aircraft or a commercial aircraft goes missing or doesn't respond to, like, a transponder or an email heel or, like, a heel, like, from the radio in time, the jets will be scrambled. That happens, like, over 100 times a year. But this one time, it was missed four times uh-huh. in one day. Like, what was the likelihood of that? I mean, so, I, I believe that, I, like, 
if this is the biggest conspiracy theory, I believe that actually did happen. I don't even think this is a conspiracy theory. I think what people say about this is fact. I really believe 9-11 was an inside job. I believe that the American government did this so they could control the Middle East and get their fucking oil. Because they blamed it on the Middle East. And shortly after George Bush started a war with Iraq or Afghanistan or one of them countries. And they stayed there for fucking years and it was all money, 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 war, war, war. What is the building to America? What is human life to America? Nothing. Because they can rebuild like fuck. And they can reproduce like fuck as well. Because they'll have fucking 10 million. But. My. Like I, I believe it happened. But. The footage I've seen. You don't really see a plane going into the building. You just see an explosion. So is there actually any proof of a plane going into the buildings? Well, I, I know one of these, but obviously these are conspiracy. People say that it wasn't planes, that it was like a hologram or it was like a missile. I don't think that is correct. Like, I don't go as deep as, as the nothing. I do think that it is an inside job. Well, I, my theory is that the government knew it was going to happen and let it happen and actively took steps to avoid it not happening. Or hijacked? I don't think they hired them. I think they were aware of it. So the Mossad, which is the Israeli intelligence service, so the Israeli version of the CIA is considered the most, like, the, the best of the best of what they do. If you want information, they know what they will know everything before everyone else does. Even though the CIA is most money, Mossad is known as the better one. They warned the American government to go to advance. There was going to be an attack on the World Trade Center. MI6 also warned them a week before. And the French, I think, I think it's GIGN in France, but for those security service, also gave a warning that they've heard chatter online of an attack on America that's going to be big. And the American, like, those, the government documents prove that, that those warnings were given, and they were at the people in charge of whatever the agencies were, were like, no, we don't think it's, there's any legitimacy to it. We don't believe it. We're, we think we're fine. Uh, there's also a fact that Osama bin Laden, the, the prime perpetrator, supposedly, uh, worked for the CIA for many years as, as well. No one have worked for them. Firstly, during Afghanistan when the Soviets invaded, he was one of their main contacts. And he was the FBI's most wanted in 1991 onwards, but was treated in a CIA hospital in Qatar with the, the budget to pay for his treatment is in government documents. He had can cancer. He was getting treated. It was being paid for by the CIA. Um, and they regularly visit him to talk about things. The FBI apparently visited too to be like, oh, you're our most wanted. Uh, but he was never, never any doubt about it. Uh, it's for a yeah, as a, a, a thing to say, there's a theory that he actually died and they just used him still as the boogeyman, like to make people scary because that's what you need. Um, but the idea is that the Americans knew this attack was going to happen and they essentially just facilitated it. They stood down in the Air Force. They stood down in like the, whatever the version of the TSA was before. And they just sort of let these attacks happen. It's like you say, they don't care about their own people. They're, they're happy to watch them die and they can make money from it. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the last time. Uh, like, the war is money. Everyone knows that. Like, Halliburton was owned, was the, the CEO of Halliburton before. He went into politics, was like the Secretary of Defense or something of America at the time. And Halliburton was the company that basically got the most money to rebuild Iraq. They were like a contractor. They're essentially just giving billions of pounds to, all right, go build roads and bridges and everything we blew up, I go rebuild it there. Um, that's great, thanks. Um, and things like that, where you look at where the money went. Uh, one of my favorite things is during the Iraq and Afghanistan war, the company that provided the military ration packs. So, you know, the food they see, the soldiers eat in the wee plastic wrap packets. Mm -hmm. 
the company that provided that realized that they weren't checking pricing. They were just like anything for the war was basically just signed off by Congress as it, yep, whatever it costs, pay, whatever it costs, pay. So we started charging them $40,000 per ration pack. Those were costing like $8 to make at best. And he was like, oh, $40,000 a pack. Let's see if they'll pay me that. They did. Oh my God. And then about a decade later, like they did an investigation, like the Senate Accounts Committee were like looking over things and they were like, we think we might have wasted a wee bit of money here. So they went back to him and asked, can you justify why this cost £40,000? And he came back with like a reason why, like the logistics and all this and that. And his own maths didn't add up to anywhere near that. His own maths added up to like a best case scenario they would cost like $10 to get to a soldier. And so they were like, right, you commit a crime essentially, like you defrauded the government. So what was the response? They charged him and they fined him a couple of million dollars. But he made about $16 billion or something in that contract. So obviously it meant nothing to him. And no one cared. And it's just like, because war is money. They wanted the war. Bush wanted to fulfill what his father didn't, get rid of Iraq. They wanted Afghanistan because it's, everyone wants Afghanistan because for some reason everyone likes to invade it. And I would say Iraq was all about the war and in revenge for what they did like back in the, the first Iraq war, the first Gulf war. Um, it was kind of just like, a, we're America, we're the big dominant superpower. Fuck you, we want to. Show, we want to like show our military might well we can do what we want basically as like a show of force if obviously the Soviet Union collapsed they were the only real superpower that existed anymore so people like they just wanted to show that they could they could just get away with they were like look we'll just do this we'll get away with what we want to do about it but they needed to sell it to the American people and the American people love nothing more than an enemy that they can rally around that attacked them first and that's how it works yeah, and it's it's not the first time. Like, so if you actually go back through every major war America's fought for like, the last hundred and fifty years, say starting with World War One, which was basically the sinking of the Lusitania, was what brought America into the war. Um, that was basically when Germany's submarine sank, uh, basically an American ship with American passengers. Uh, but the Germans warned them and told them, "We're going to start sinking any ship that is going into British ports. We don't care what's in it. This is unrestricted warfare. This is happening." You should warn people not to go to Britain. They took an ad out in the New York Times to say, we're going to send you a ships. Particularly, and named Lusitania as one that's like traveling soon. Well, the German government was like, don't get on that if we see it by sinking it. Um, and then it sank in a quite unexplained way where people think that they actually stored loads of munitions on it, that it would explode bigger and more people would die. Um, because the rules of like sea warfare was that if you sink a ship, you then rescue the, the people. Like, that's just what you do. Um, but exploded in such a way that you couldn't have rescued anyone. So they just all died. So that was going to anger the American people. Uh, then there was World War II. Obviously, people talk about Pearl Harbor. Um, and they say, oh, it's a surprise attack. And like, they didn't know it was coming. Multiple times they were warned. The Japanese gave them multiple warnings about, they're like, look, if you don't, basically they had an oil embargo, we wouldn't sell oil. We need oil, we won't sell it. We're going to consider that a declaration of war. If you don't do something, we will attack you. And America's like, nah, you won't. Uh, and the British basically warned them because at this point they had deciphered the Japanese codes and were like, we think they're planning something. We do think they're planning something. Watch out, Pearl Harbor will be the obvious target. Um, and the radar stations in Pearl Harbor were pretty much stood down at that point for like a week before it. They were told, I don't bother looking, like nothing's going to happen. And then that happened. And then you go to Vietnam and that was the Gulf of Tonkin incident where the Vietnamese sunk an American ship in the sea basically and they said it was an accident they apologized and all and said the Vietnamese were sorry 
We didn't mean to do that. We won't do it again. We don't want war. America's like, no, fuck you. You sank our ship. We're coming for you. And then it literally came out, like I got an American government report came out, like even before the war ended, like actually, no, that didn't sink. Like they didn't actually do anything. We just made that up. Um, and that was the whole premise that the North Korean, or the North Vietnamese attacked us first. Um, this is revenge for that. And that was the whole reason for going to Vietnam. And people like, they do it all the time. They just constantly make up an excuse to go to war or like let it happen. No one that wars how you make money. Because that's what America is. It's the military industrial complex is so big and so powerful that everyone's involved. And the government or anyone, like even now, like if you look at, um, one of the favorite things I see is people say, if you want to invest, what you should follow is the American senators and like their Congress people, because they have to announce their like holdings in stock. So if they sell something, you should sell it too. Um, because it means they, they know something's coming or something goes up. They, you know, they've got a plan and like six members of like the defense select committee versions. Also, we have like the House of Commons, like the committee that monitors any military stuff, whatever the American version of that is, is like say 12 people of like the American government in it, of Congress and the Senate, like eight of them have stock in multiple different military companies, like Raytheon, BAE, um, like General Electric, all the big ones. And it's like they're literally supposed to be legislating on these companies they're supposed to be checking, but they have so much stock in them that if it goes up, they make an absolute killing. And it's just mad when you actually look at it. Like it's one of the things I do is I, I do follow what some of the bigger American politicians put money in and I'll change my stocks accordingly to be like, yep, Something's going to happen here, so sell it everything. I'm selling it too. <laughs> I will. But I could talk about 9 <laughs> I will say, Shannon, some of the words you were using, I was like, what do I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so interesting. I didn't know. It was really interesting, and I will not lie. I just thought 9 11 was all about, you know, they bombed it, they invaded Iraq. That's it. But there's so much more behind it. Yeah, I didn't know oh, that. Oh, it gets so, so deep. Wasn't there... Um, it gets so deep. I know this is probably off topic, but it's not really off topic. But wasn't when um, Bush, wasn't when Bush told that what was going on, he was reading the book to kids, school children, and then he just carried on. He didn't, like, jump up and rush off. He just finished the book. Like, as a so, yeah, was... president, wouldn't you just be like, oh, my word, got to go? It's because what the what they basically the nine eleven commission, which was like the government's inquest, and they said was the reason that happened is that was for the first attack. But at the point, it wasn't announced that oh, like this is an attack on America. It was like oh, a plane said the World Trade Center. They were still saying it as though it was an accident, or like this wasn't meant to happen. So he was like, oh right, I'm not going to make a big scene here. I'm going to finish off what I'm doing and then go. Um, but they're also just like this man is the most protected man in the world, and it's just a guy going and whispering in his ear. And it's like, if you're going to attack America and you want to attack the heart of America, why would you not aim for the president? Like, this was where he was, was a scheduled event that people knew he was going to be. He was in, like, he was never arguably more susceptible to attack than in that school because he's usually, like, in, like, loads of military things or he's got loads of protection. He's usually in protected airspace. That was probably him at his most vulnerable. Why was he not targeted when that was known? I will. If it wasn't, like, a. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's okay. That was pretty. No, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, like, if you want to make it more believable that other countries are attacking your country, then you need to kill your world leader. Yeah. Yeah. Not attack. But that's where the... a financial building attack your actual world leader. See, 
I think it's more you want to attack like what they see as their 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 heart. What is their main like symbol? And at that point, it probably was New York and the World Trade Center, and that that is like an attack on the American mm. way of life entirely. Like that is but attacking then, everything they stand for. You could easily fly a plane into the World Trade Center. Why can't you easily fly a plane into the White House? Well, that was the argument. Why didn't anyone try? Um, obviously, they did hit the Pentagon in theory. Um, that's an all. That's a whole other part of the conspiracy. We don't. I know he wasn't in the White House. Yeah, but he, he like you know he wasn't in the Trent Towers either. So like, if you want to make an end so on like taking over a country, we're gonna fucking kill your bastard leader, and we're gonna fucking take over your country. So it would be easier to hit the the World Trade Center than like anything so like washington has like a 26 mile exclusion zone in its air zone so no plane can get in without like prior permission huh. um and within like the white house and the pentagon it gets even tighter where like you physically cannot fly a plane in if it's not military and stuff and they have like surface air missiles on the white house that if a plane did they're too close those missiles would just not want to shoot you down right like, i don't know if i'm making this up or not but when we were in america in 2014 I'm pretty sure we flew past the White House. You can flow by, fly by, like, obviously, this DC airport, you do fly into it. So there is, like, scheduled flights in and out. I, um, I'm trying to but, think of our flights. Schedule, we flew from New York to Chicago. Chicago to Florida. But I'm pretty sure we passed the White House. I'm, I'm all... Oh, you probably would fly... I'm positive we passed. Yeah. You can't fly within certain distance of it, but it's very heavily restricted. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in the sky, obviously, if you're like away 30,000 feet, you're really you could have walked that far away. But yeah, but that's where they say, like, with that other plane, you know, the one that just crash landed, they were like, where was it targeting? The idea is that it was either going for Bush or the White House. Um, but then, obviously, one hit the Pentagon and, like, well, that's the military heart. Then the word train is the financial heart. And then you hit. You know, the White House of the President, and that's the, like, political heart. Uh-huh. And you hit all four, and that's what really riled the American people up. Because, obviously, Americans, like, are obsessed with it. Like, it's such a big deal. Like, it's unacceptable to question it. It's unacceptable to, like, make a choke about it to this day. And, like, I see why. It's obviously a very tragic event. Thousands of people died. Um, even though more people die of peanut allergies every year, but still. Um... It's just one of those things where Americans get so hot and like heavy about it that it's just like it's untouchable. But at this point, most polls show that Americans do think it was an inside job. Mm-hmm. They either let it happen or they actually did it. Yeah, most polls show that Americans actually now believe that it was an inside job. It's good to see that they're waking up. Like... Well, not a lot. They voted for Trump and they probably would do it again if they're not that awake. Hardly he is running for the Republican Party. Again, that they like later this year. Yeah, he's got their. Well, he's running for their nomination at the minute, so he's yeah, one of the. It's going to be Trump. And he's the favorite. He, it's going to be Trump versus Biden all over again. Here we go, 2020. Isn't he allowed to, though? Because he's being like, isn't he getting tried? No, it's a state. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's still a person in the president. Yep, there's no problem. And tell other people what to do. And pardon himself. And pardon himself. But I, I listened to a podcast. He can only pardon himself if it's I don't know the actual language. Apologies. If it's a constitutional crime, he can't pardon himself from prison. But if it's a 
federal crime. He can pardon himself from prison. Look at me. Yeah, it's what depends with that you charge him. Yeah, if he gets a federal crime, he can pardon himself from prison and be released himself, which is crazy. If he is president and elected and sent to prison, if it's constitutional crime, he can't because it's on the country. So fucked up. Yeah, that's right. So fucked up. Right. I've had a question for Well, before we go, can I talk about one more conspiracy that I mentioned that I think everyone will enjoy? Yeah, so this will be a quick one. This is just a wee joke one. Um, so when we ask for conspiracies, my favorite conspiracy I go to every single time anyone asks me is that Australia doesn't exist. Oh, I have you said this and I don't get this. What do you mean by that? So this conspiracy theory actually started as like a thing. I can't remember where I first heard it, but it initially started as like a a public, let's say, experiment with some like sociologists put it out there to be like a met. Basically, people will believe anything if you put it in the internet enough and you just keep saying it. Eventually, people will start to believe it. So, if he just go and someone's like, that's not true, he goes, right, let's put it to the test. Uh, let's say Australia doesn't exist. You just say that, no evidence, no proof, no nothing. Just say Australia doesn't exist. It's all made up by the airline pilots, by like the government to just do this as like a trick. And he gave no reason as to why they would want to do this or what the benefit was. But like, after a year or two, like, it actually did spread. Like, there was like subreddits and there was like posts and like websites talking about it. And the whole thing is that the airline pilots, for some reason, just want to pretend that Australia exists to get flights there, but really just fly to South Africa. And there's a lot of actors paid to talk in Australian accent and pretend to be Australian. <laughs> and people genuinely believe it. So every time I meet an Australian, I just tell them, like, your country's not real. I mean, I will say, based on that conspiracy, you know, neighbors. Yeah. And so poor, air quotes, Australian. So um, they were years ago commissioned by BBC moved to Channel 5 Channel 5 quit their sponsorship of Neighbours then Neighbours got cancelled because they couldn't afford the funding anymore and then they've been pricked up by a channel called Freebie which you can get on your Amazon Fire Stick now all three of them are British channels so my point is why doesn't Australia watch Neighbours? Is that because Australia doesn't exist? Yeah. Clearly there we go. There we go. We have to fund them because it's a British soap really, isn't it? Yeah. It's just British people. Pretend. And I always see all these Neighbours actors in the UK soap awards. And I'm like, how did you get here so quick? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you fucking live here. Uh, you live here. You, I don't think Australia is real either. There we go. I'll ask him. Ask him. She'll write though. She's been paying. She might not know that she doesn't live in Australia. She may live in South Africa and she doesn't know it. Her flight could go lip de lip de lip. When you're in the air, you don't fucking know where you're going. Yeah. Well. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not feeling the feels of this fire. But one time, someone I know was going. One of our family members was going over to Australia to see her, and I like to check on the flight app, you know, just to make sure that the flight's going okay and that. And during the second flight, the the flight when I put the codes in for the flight, it said there was no signal. 
Dad's and then Dad's flight was flying over the water, and I panicked, thinking, "Oh my God, that flight! What happened? Like, is it going to go fell?" And, and then about for like half an hour later, I went in shopping, came out shopping, checked again. The flight was normal on its way. Oh, this, this is an interesting thing. Wow. Do all flights that go to Australia, most of them, do they cross over South Africa, or in that? So. Not really, no. Like, yeah, it wouldn't be along the way. Like, I actually would be going out of the way for like ninety nine percent of the world. But I, I think if you're going all all the way to Australia, it doesn't matter if you divert because it's still fucking from here, isn't it? Not like still like seven hours to South Africa. Yeah, so I think that's the idea. Is that it's a long enough flight that if you say I think you just like take that flight and do like a few detours and make it long enough. But that's the idea. Is that that was like the next furthest place that people would really go to that would be warm enough that would have the same sort of climate and beaches and animals and stuff so they're like oh it's just South Africa I would just love to know like because the accents I mean if you think about it the accents are quite similar yeah and then they, they, one of the things that they, honestly they, back in the day the British government used to like they colonised Australia and what they sent there was prisoners and prostitutes and they're like they sent them the boats but really and then say they actually just sent them to the death they were just like sending them out of the boat and hoping it will sink or they'd land somewhere else so it wouldn't be their problem anymore. They'd be like, ah, off you go to Australia. I sure, right, there you go. Don't have to pay to keep someone in prison. They just went on this boat and died. And now it's just the British government getting rid of prison. I mean, there's also another point where RuPaul does a RuPaul Down Under Drag Race series. And he doesn't film in Australia. He films in New Zealand. So, does, does Australia exist? You know? I don't think it does. New Zealand does. That's well known, but Australia doesn't. Australia's real. <laughs> Right, um, about our question box, and um, people were going to give me their favourite conspiracy, I'll do a few. Uh, the first one was, 9-11 was an inside job, but don't even really count this as a conspiracy, because it's so likely, lol. True, facts. Bush did it, Bush did it. Facts. That celebrities get replaced when they die, like, how does that happen? <laughs> Moon landing hoax. Why doesn't the flag, or why does the flag blow? True. No, Princess Diana's murder. The royal family killed her. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal messaging, aka the Mandela effect. Oh my god, we didn't talk about that. Yeah, I was reading about subliminal messaging, but not the Mandela effect. That was crazy. That one. One is fucking. Do that for your part two. We'll do that for part two. Uh next one is cam trails. That's what I was talking about the other day. Have you heard? Do you know what that theory is? No, don't. Yeah, it's a... it is a good one. Should leave it for part two. Part two. Yeah, we'll do it in yeah, part two. That's crazy, that one. I will do it part two. And the last one is that the earth is flat. Oh, 100%. <laughs> really? Do you really believe that? Oh, I thought you finished. All right, so you, yeah. right, so you think about it. Like, if you're in a hot air balloon and you, and you, and you go up into the sky, like, like what, what happens then if the earth is, if the earth is round? If the earth is spinning, why do you not, like, end up somewhere else? Well, Aaron, Aaron always talks about this one in like detail because obviously, I think, well, he has a friend who, who generally believes the earth is flat. 
And he was arguing with him about that. I mean, if Australia's not real, then the Earth can't be flat. That's a big part of Australia not being real, is the flat Earth theory as well. They link in heavily. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what does link in with the flat Earth theory? The moon hoax. Because when I was reading about it, apparently a lot of flat Earthers are like, yeah, it's true because the Earth's flat. What about the moon that made it? They don't believe it. That the moon landers were fake. Yeah, that they were fake because obviously the Earth is flat. There is no like way to land on the moon as such. Just made it up to prove the round Earth that we went to space. So if they went to space, it would prove that the Earth was round. That's the argument that oh, we went to the moon and we from the moon we see Earth and round. That's that the, we didn't go to was the flat Earth. Yeah, the flat Earth is saying we didn't go to the moon. We just made that up to pretend that the Earth was mm-hmm. round. Oh, so if you believe, so essentially, if you believe that the Earth is flat, do you believe the moon landing was fake? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We all believe that the moon landing was fake. Well, I, I believe. No, I, I, I'm like in two minds. I do believe we did do it, but well, I think, why we haven't done it since. I think it was completely fake. Does that mean I'm a flat earther? Do you believe the world's flat? No, but I fucking should be the most dumb people. Are. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. Me. Right. This podcast is already like I don't know how long, but we're gonna power through two advice questions because I, I always like to finish on the little like harder topic. So the first question for advice is: Any tips for getting rid of spots? Don't pick them because you leave yourself with scars. And plus two is a creme on them. Yeah, at night time especially, but sort of creme, but but maybe with some white toothpaste if it's like an emergency the night yeah. before and it's a big one. Yeah. Oh, I always they... tend to put um that um savlon on mine, you know, the antiseptic mm-hmm. cream, but be careful because if you have dry skin anyway, it'll make your skin even more dry dry yeah. proper dries your spots out. So don't do that. And yeah, don't pick them because if you squeeze them and then you carry on squeezing them, the stuff on in your finger on your fingernails that like, you'll just spread across your face also clean your um your bed your pillowcases like very frequent because that they've said that that is one of the dirtiest parts of your bed yeah. is your pillowcase the grease and also clean your um, phone screen as well a lot yeah oh i clean mine every morning every night do you yeah just a baby wipe shinny had laughed at me because have you seen o'connor's I picked that up. Well, I didn't even pick it up. The other week I was home for last weekend for Granny's mom's mine. We were in a cafe and she I was like, look at your fucking orphan, you dirty bitch. <laughs> and she was like, What? And I was like, Do you need the fingerprints on that? You could fucking cook chips on it. <laughs> and, she at me, and I was like, Do you never clean that fucking bone screen? She said, No, so hung on me. And she goes, look, turn it on, the fingerprints. I'm like, but do you not feel, do you not feel that in your hands? Like, do you not feel that on your hands? And she's like, no. And I said, I clean my phone screen every day and every night before. Every morning I wake up, because I've been on that at night time. Clean it in the morning. Every night time before I go to bed, because I'm about to go on it at night time, clean the screen. I think that's a bit weird. And But I do, I don't care. And then whenever I picked up her phone, I went back to the car and I used hand sanitizer. 
Yeah, she's on next week to bring on. She was really offended. I used hand sanitizer after touching the phone. And it's like, why not? Have you seen it? So okay. It's a walking Petri dish. I would use hand sanitizer as soon as I get in the car, no matter what. Oh, well, instead of and Nick was like, oh, you shouldn't be. I was like, you're no fucking better with your phone. So, yeah, what was my What are we talking about? I agree with you. I probably clean my phone screen a couple yeah. times a day. Like, I always have like, like, glasses wiping sometimes. Chris, yeah. I can't. I said this a few weeks ago. I can't stand people that eat crisps or pizza and then touch like screens and remove. Oh yeah. Wash it. I was lost on my thought. Yeah, I'm surprised Sinead doesn't have fucking more acne. <laughs> <laughs> you want to put vinegar on them? Vinegar gets on them because it's like yeah, because like the the acid in them like it's the acidic and then the alkaline and the I will say what worked for me because I had really bad acne when I was younger. Go to the doctor and get fucking Accutane. It might make you want to kill yourself, but at least you've got good skin. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you got really bad. If you got just a pimple, just like maybe put like a green tea bag on it or a gr- tea green oil or sh- tea tree shampoo or something. All the, or sea salt spray. You can get that for your hair. Good for spots. And don't change your skincare a lot. Use the same skincare. Yeah. Mainly because yeah. you screw up your skin barrier. That's what happened with me. That's why I'm full of acne. More expensive, the better as well. Emily knows keys, codes, get her on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the last question we'll do for advice and then we'll we'll go. Uh, so I recently started dating someone and they said, I love you already. Ah, homophobic (laughs) what the hell do I do as it's way too early in the relationship to be at that carry on any advice I will take so what how long have they been saying them like yeah we need to know how long it just says recently so in my head recently is a month or two yeah same um recently they're dating someone and they've already said I love you did they know them before? Or do, you, do you not know? You don't know anything, do Again, you? I, I, you know, because it's a question, boxer calls, it's quite a small DM. People don't give me all the facts. So. But like, if you've just met them off Tinder or, like, just met them, like, you know, like, if they get to know them. Yeah. If you've been with a friend and you've known the friend for years, that would still be weird because you've known them in a friendship capacity. It would still be a lot to take in. Yeah. So, what would your advice be, Curtis? What would you do if someone or Tainan as well? What would your advice be if someone said, I love you already after a few months? Uh, thank them. Thank you. Well, what did the person say? Sorry, what did the person say back? Because obviously they've said it. So did you just like nod and go, okay? Well, they haven't said. Obviously, I'm assuming they didn't say anything. I want to know the full story. Please write that again. I love the idea that I love the idea that he just walked away saying nothing, asked in this, and they're waiting for the response. I mean, I was like, well, by the way, that time you told me you love you, unless it's my response. I'm assuming the response is what Tiernan said. Thanks. Yes, or okay, you know, thank you, or whatever. Um, unless you said I love you back. Which kind of college I got you in Um, I, I don't know. In my experience, what were you going to say, Molly? 
I'd say it first and just pretend I didn't hear it and just like who's going to say it again. What? <laughs> but then if they say it again, that's like a conversation that needs to be had to be like, listen, good for you, but like I'm not there yet. It's also just pure. It's also just pure. Got signs of like pure love bombing, narcissism. Yeah. Like the people who say I love you, like I'm on fan, they're gonna lose interest within about two three months. True, because you're. And they're gonna be. Yeah, and you get they're gonna be so mean to you in about two months time. So be careful. I don't think I really the copy heads over heels enough with this. I think a good answer actually to cover all bases is, thank you. I'm learning. <laughs> hold on i'm not finished i would say oh, thank you i love me too <laughs> or that thing that's a jokey way you're saying it and you can kind of like you know or i would say thank you um i'm learning to love you as well <laughs> no they sound so insincere like that but only and it only sounds insincere because it's coming from sarcastic Kevin. If it Okay. You could also just turn around and if they're like, I love you, you could just be like, I like him. Honestly, would you not get offended if someone said that back to you? I mean, yeah, but it's also been a month, like, get your head out your ass, be realistic. I also just say, when it comes to most things, like, the obvious answer is just communication, just to talk. Yeah. Like, these things don't have to be awkward or difficult. Just be like, all right, um, yeah, maybe a bit early for that. I'm not quite there, but okay. Like, I, I recognize what you said is it's fine. Um, but, like, I feel like this doesn't have to be a problem because, like, most things, if you just talk, it's not going to be a problem, but people get awkward and uncomfortable. Why can't you just say I love you back if you don't? That's mean you don't ever say it. Never like, never like. Yeah, because what if it doesn't like? What if it doesn't last? And then the other person's like, "Well, you told me you love me," and that person's gonna be like, "Oh, so the yeah, but nicety, like." No, but hold on. If it doesn't last, you could say, "Well, love's not everything." Yeah. You can follow out a lot as well. I don't love them anymore. Yeah. You got very conflicted advice here. <laughs> I. But what's the earliest anyone's ever said to any of you? Will you feel? I mean, I, I'll be honest here, and I will say, I was drunk one night, and I did say it to Nick, like maybe three months into the relationship. But uh, but that's because I was so pissed, and we were having sex. Oh, very once. But as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I don't mean that, actually. <laughs> I'm sure that didn't ruin the moment at all. <laughs> so I, I don't know. What about you guys? When's the earliest you've said it, or when's the earliest someone said it to you? I don't know, to be honest. Someone's definitely said it to me in like a month, and I've just kind of gone along with it. Or has anyone ever said it to you? Someone said it to me three months in, but I didn't say it back. So how did you respond? I genuinely think I just go, ha, that's gay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, they took it as a joke. They were just like, oh, ha, funny. You, I knew you weren't going to take it seriously. And I was like, of course it was. Are you still seeing the person, if you don't mind me asking? No. It's just like... They ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do agree with Taylor, though. Like, I think you should just talk to the person, communicate. That's what you need in a relationship anyway. You need to have communication. So, best on it early and being like, and you need to also set. That person. Says. How good a sex are they? That was literally the next words in my mouth. What if you're just having too much fun and you don't want to ruin that? You just want to, like, they're too good in bed. And then they take me out for dinner. We're having fabulous times together. Not that they're paying for the dinner, but you're just having good times. Like, and you don't want to ruin that by some mushy, gushy bullshit. <laughs> just start gaslighting them and take them for the dinner. <laughs> Three dinners, getting I mean, right. People write in, we never actually help them. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of go off all the then. We all like, I'm sorry, but if they invited in to get help from, like, us, like, they'll be on. I always feel like, like we make them leave with more questions. Yeah. <laughs> They've not supplied us with enough answers. Like, we need to know more. Yeah, we need to know. Please write in and give us more information. Or tell us about what happened. Did you tell, like, we want to know what you actually did in that situation. Or did you just go, one sec, I'll give you an answer once I've listened to it. I'm going to them back now and see if they answer. Yeah, because this person's definition are quick. They could be like, oh, it was a year in. Like, people's definitions are quick and different. Yeah. And, like, a year in to me is ages. Imagine. Yeah, it was three years in. We went to a together. We had a baby together. We just decided. What question do you want me to ask them? How long have you been together? Yeah. Yeah. And what did you do in that situation? Or did you just tell them to wait till you've asked the podcast? Sorry, let me just get <laughs> Let me listen to all these conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> let me five hours on podcast. It's like, did you know Pushkin? <laughs> Hello, how long are you dating? And what was the other question? Um, what did you... What did you say what back? What did you say back to me when they said it? Or if you left them hanging? Because if it was on text, right, you could leave them hanging. You could just be like, oh, sorry, I didn't see a message. Anyway, how was your day? Okay. Snapchat, you will be the two. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those Snapchats that disappears and they forgot to type back. Oh, sorry, I didn't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, good bitch, I didn't say it. Okay, I sent it, so hopefully they write back. But um, I have no other questions for advice. Does anyone out of the group want to ask a question on advice while we're waiting? So I've got a question. If I told someone I loved them, they should have said anything. Now I feel bad that Philip would make me fuck now. Sure, I slagged someone off for having her children the other week and saying what they would do with them not in the house. To be fair, the person did write back in and said I'm not offended, so there we go. The writing back. Oh no, yes. Tell them I'm live on the podcast. <laughs> You're live on Jen and Barrett, please do not swear. <laughs> oh, wait, we're not going to swear. <laughs> oh no, you are. <laughs> Is it a whole episode on swearing? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, she's safe in listening to it then. <laughs> no, we it's... can't say anything we didn't listen to last week. Do you know what I normally do? I normally fall asleep to these episodes, so I fall asleep to this one when it comes out. You fall asleep? 
Wow, she just said the boring. <laughs> I'm not there. Yeah, I'll see him though. <laughs> I better play them to comfort me. Thank you very much. Do you listen to them all the way through? Yeah, most of them actually do. I don't fall asleep to the ones with me in though, because the sounds my own voice is really like creepy. What time do you go to bed at? Because they're very long. <laughs> like, if, if, like if I can't sleep at like 2am I listen to them normally and then if I can't sleep I just replay them at like 3am and then I'll wake up and Kevin's voice is whispering in my ear and I'm like <laughs> oh I hardly whisper I'm like ha 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 um okay so I ask separate questions back to the person and they give me the first answer and they're typing right again so the first answer for the first question I asked was how long you've been dating and they were like four months in my head, that's ages. I don't know. You know, it's, it's probably long. It's long than I was I mean, expecting for the. How how like how many times do you see? We something quite. Oh, how many times do you see each other in them four months? That's also one way. You see each other every day, and you can fall oh. fast in love if you see each other twice. Did you know them beforehand? I think that's what you were saying. Okay, but that's important to know. Yeah, and it's like four family things that you can definitely fall in love. Okay, so they've said, and I said, what did you say back to the person that said? And they just said, I froze. I didn't say anything. Are they still, are they still seeing them? Kind of. <laughs> this is just going to be another hour of us interrogating this person. <laughs> yeah, that's purpose. Just ring them in. Tell them to come on. We'll just send them the link. And you. We'll master voices and we'll master identity so no one will know. They are still dating. Oh, they're clearly something. I have enough. I like, I'm like, how did you avoid that question? And then you're still seeing them. Yeah, yeah. Because what happens when you next see them? Like, yeah. So you know what you said the other day. Um, how did you avoid the question? Still do Because if I was the person who said it, I had that be on my mind every day. Like, I'd be like, I'd be like, they don't love me. They don't love me. They don't love. I also think four months is enough time to like kind of fall in love with someone. Uh, um, yeah, it is. It just depends on the situation. Like, yeah, yeah. If you didn't like, say, if they met them on Tinder or met them like out and about and they've never known who they were before, then maybe take a bit of time. But if they like worked with them or they like were friends with them or they grew up with them or whatever, then four months. <laughs> and how much drink was involved? <laughs> I just said, how did you avoid the question? I'm still with them. They just said, suck them off and fuck them. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that's, yeah, that that's <laughs> That's why it's not playing on the other person's mind because he forgot about it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so Well, whoever taught you those lessons teach us all um, lesson in psychology, please. <laughs> so they, that person nope. must have said it then, you know, when they were like, because they must have been in the moment, in the moment. Well, who knows? To be honest, some passion came over the other person. That other person was just like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't give us that deck, let me suck. I've posted the person, you know, I'll I'll keep texting you about the situation, but please Maybe wait for the um, person to bring it back up again, because they will at some point. Because they're yeah. now and then wait, wait, when they... tell her. 
You know, I'm looking to get a dick sucked again. And I'm like, oh, if I just say that, then yeah, oh, that <laughs> perfect spacing. Well, I'm going to, if I say this, they'll just not. Well, that could be a thing for the other person. They could be like, I'm going to say this because I know I'm going to be dick sucked. Do you know? There we go. Right. So that brings us to the end of this long podcast. I think this will be the longest episode we've ever done. Uh, I'm thinking this will be three hours, you know. I'm not even joking. We're <laughs> like four, you know. I don't think it's that long. Oh, uh, yeah, I could see three. Maybe yeah, three and a half, but we'll see. A bit on Saturday, so everyone can see. Um, I would like to thank everyone for listening. If you listen this far, you deserve a medal, but you'll be thoroughly entertained. Um, please like, share, and review the podcast. Give us five stars and all your good podcasts and apps and service like Spotify, Apple, and Amazon Music. Um, I'd like to thank my fabulous guests, sibling rivalry guests, Ellie and Emily, and our token straight man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's technological issues that the government invaded. Um... Take your milk thistle, drink responsibly, and we will see you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.